0: What was that for?
1: It's the Joe Sneakcast. What was that? I don't know. What is it? It's the Joe Sneakcast.
0: Oh, it's the Joe cast. Welcome to the Joe Sneakast with your host, Joe Snee, and my co-host, Elizabeth. Welcome. Cut the song. Play it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: There we go. Okay. I played it. Yeah. We did it. Yay. It's not perfect. I- There's no, no. edits.
1: No, but it was good. We tried.
0: We tried our best. We we, we F up sometimes. Deal with it.
1: So how are we doing today? Let's check in, yeah. Before we get
0: started. I'm alright today, you know. We drove down here. Yeah. We took the scenic route.
1: Yeah, it was nice. It's a nice day. Out, you know, perfect. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot to talk about.
0: There is. We're going to tell a couple stories today. Yeah. Got a couple segments. Yeah. I fucking wrote my story down uh so it's gonna be a little rough i'm reading it like uh i'm I'm thinking of this as like when you like uh like i'm pitching a you know how i pitch a movie in the beginning Mm -hmm. this is like more developed like it's a treatment almost if you will but it's a true story
1: oh okay that maybe could be turned into a movie
0: oh yeah it was that's uh, that's the thing which stories you can turn into movies if you want yeah Or,
1: or, you know, really good Broadway. stories. Yeah, they become Broadway plays in your head. The best stories. Really good stories. Like I can
0: imagine people singing it. <laughs> yes. Why talk it if you can sing it? That's what my dad used to say to me as a boy. <laughs> don't say it. Sing it, son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. Yeah. Okay. That's not true.
0: That's not true. No. But the story I'm gonna tell is true. And you got a true story today too, I hear. Yes. I'm pretty excited about that.
1: I had a mine mine you know, my mom for some good stories. I feel like my mom's an untapped uh resource for stories because A, she doesn't talk really that much. Your dad B, told me
0: your mom uh, was very tapped. Oh, <laughs> I burned you just there. That was a sex joke about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and my mom, I don't know. She's She's got some weird stories that she doesn't want to talk about. So I'm like, all right, that's <laughs> my goal. Want yeah. I
0: want to tell people publicly these stories. My mom doesn't want to tell me, her daughter, privately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what her fucking problem is. Why doesn't she come up off it? Just tell me so I can tell other people your secrets.
1: <laughs> these are, the thing is, these stories aren't really that secretive. She just doesn't want to tell stories. She's just very averse to me being curious and asking questions. She's always like... Parents liking. should
0: definitely be adverse to their children's curiosity. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good dynamic for lifelong learning.
1: <laughs> well, my mom will often say, why do you want to know this? It has nothing to do with you. I'm like, I don't know. I'm curious. I wonder I just if she want said to that know. in
0: chemistry class as a kid. <laughs> Well, yeah, my mom Fucking was. Calculus. My mom
1: was a really great student, according to her, and by according you know, to her,
0: yeah. and that's the only metric that matters.
1: So one of the things she tells me as an adult is like, don't ask questions, just do things. So that like <laughs> that that already shows you how great of a student she was. I mean, she clearly followed the rules and didn't ask any questions. All right. So I guess that was her metric. But anyway, enough about my mom. So yeah, a I mind my mom's good stories.
0: Don't ask any questions, just do things.
1: Yeah. That's I, like
0: real knucklehead advice. That's how you get yourself like in trouble as a young man. <laughs> Don't ask any questions, just do things.
1: Put your head down, just keep going.
0: How does the bandsaw work? Figure it out. I think that's what...
2: <laughs> I think that's the way life is. <laughs>
1: Even when your mom talks about work, too. It's like, oh, don't ask questions. Yeah, I know.
2: know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so I like to hear your story first, if you will. Mine's a little okay. long, so I like to like kind of ease into it. Uh, I want to whet the storytelling appetite. So uh, at any time you feel comfortable jumping off.
1: All right. So... I don't know. I thought we were going to talk about jail or prison today, so I tried to get my mom. To <laughs> We've
0: stories. been watching a lot of Wes Watson videos, full disclosure. None yeah. of us have done any time, but, uh, you know, Wes Watson really brings it home on YouTube. And I also want to shout out one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, uh, lockdown 23 and one His jail <laughs> videos are fucking amazing, dude. His videos are so good. It's like that's what YouTube should be. It's like just people giving you that real truth. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, and uh, I mean, from that, I learned I, I I, in full disclosure, I don't watch that much of it. But when the story that you told me about how those uh, reality shows about being in prison are very fake. I mean, it makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. Like th- the watching something on Netflix about prison is terrible. Like that's yeah. just garbage.
1: They ratchet up the drama and it makes sense because they're trying to sell drama they're trying to sell a tv show the people who make it yeah we're
0: not we're we're anti those fucking other shows i want to hear your story though it's more interesting
1: okay so my mom grew up in poland in a really small village like in the communist era she and like i was telling you like she is all about rules you don't ask questions you just do things and you follow the rules that's what makes you a good
0: person it's that card game Mao. <laughs> yeah. She'd be fucking awesome at it. Yeah,
1: she would, actually. Not According knowing to my the little... rules,
0: I'm a great student.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so her village had probably like 100 people in it total.
0: Keep it 100.
1: Yeah, keeping it 100. <laughs> so, um, uh, a few of them were her own relatives, like her own aunts nice. and uncles. So I want to say 20% of the village was related to my mom somehow. Oof,
2: that's yeah. rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she grew up next to this guy. I, I don't know his name, so I'm just gonna call him um John. This guy, he was the best Mason, according to my mom. The best guy who the best laid brick Mason. Oh the best yeah. <laughs> He laid brick. <laughs> She didn't know what it was called. She's like, ah, it's not like a carpenter, it's a guy who does bricks, okay, it's amazing. And he was the best guy in town. He got paid by his neighbors to put things up, to put up structures. That's generally how work works.
0: Yes, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> they fucking pay you for it. Yeah. he even helped my
1: grandpa at one point. He helped him build his barn. I guess at some point he decided that uh, he could manipulate costs. He could get paid a lot more for doing less work. I like it. <laughs> it's that.
0: He's, he's headed in the right direction. He's thinking smart.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tom
0: Sawyer over here.
1: He could get paid, yeah. So uh, very, I guess, anti-communist in this case. Yeah,
0: that's a capitalist mindset. Yeah, very
1: capitalist mindset. The art of the hustle. So he started. he started basically taking money from people to build
0: structures
1: that he never built. <laughs>
0: That's just called fraud. That's yeah. not capitalism. That's just crime. Well, no, it started
1: <laughs> off. It started off really light. Like, ah, I could, you know, add tax on a few extras well to it here, or I could add on tax on a few. Like, well, the bricks actually cost more than you know they did. I last can year. kidnap your nephew and extort yeah. you. <laughs> So he started asking for more and more money, and then eventually it came to the point where he got so uh, full of hubris that he was just taking money and not building structures. The cops arrest him, (laughs) uh, and he has a choice. He has a choice of going to prison.
0: The name of the film is John's Choice.
1: John's Choice A Bricklayer Story <laughs> yeah I like it starring John Hurt
0: it has him sitting at the table and he's like no, thinking William. and he has a cup of coffee and on one side there's bricks that he is laying and on the other side there's bricks behind him because he's in a jail yard <laughs>
1: Uh, So he has to make a choice to go to, my mom says, go to prison for a long time or go to an insane asylum for 15 years. So
0: That's no choice to most people. You're going to prison. You're going to prison, son. (laughs) Deal with it.
1: So he made the choice of going to an insane asylum for 15 years. It's an insane choice. He has kids, by the way. He has a wife. He's got... He's got five kids. My mom says he's got five kids. The wife's... Okay, so they, he's made the choice to go away for 15 could years. Can I give you a
0: little insight here yeah. into some prison stuff I've read? Charlie Bronson, Britain's most famous and probably most fabulous prisoner. He served time everywhere in Britain. In his book, he talks about when they put him in an insane asylum in Broadmoor, it was the worst. He would rather serve time in a real prison any day over an insane asylum. Because in insane asylum, they pump you full of drugs and there's fucking insane, literally criminally insane people everywhere. So back to your tale.
2: So
1: I don't know if his choice was out of ignorance, out of stupidity, out of-
0: Insanity. Insanity, yeah. I really don't (laughs) know where his choice came
1: from. But these 15 years somehow affect him a lot because when he comes back, he tries to do the brickline business thing again. Right, he tries to do this, but this time he tries to be a little more honest. He does a lot of stuff to his house. By the way, his house was definitely the most beautiful house in the village.
0: Well, that's nice. That's <laughs> it,
1: it looked it looked like a nineteen forties home in the seventies or eighties. You know, like it, it looked like Explain it was a little
0: more. It's hard to picture. It, I'll be honest. What's a nineteen forties like, house with in red, Poland look like?
1: Red bricks. Yeah, you got a bay window. Okay, that bay window was really nice. It looked like someone's looks, farm. Yeah, overlooking someone's farm. <laughs> Farm. Yeah, um, there's miles and miles of farm behind him too, okay. behind the house. But he just makes it look modern. It looks nicer than the other homes, which are wood or just the I don't know what that's called, just cement. Honestly, I that think makes sense.
0: cinder block, type cinder shit. block.
1: Yeah, just like really communist very looking basic buildings. Structures. Yeah, yes, very basic structures. But his is the nicest. There's color. There's life. He puts flowers in his bay window, and it's like okay. Like there's a, a garage he built. Not Ooh. everyone had a garage, okay? He he built a garage. He has a garden out in the front. So he really tried
2: to make it, it look He's nice. He's a good homeowner. Yeah.
1: Um he eventually he starts trying to do this. He tries to be honest for a while, but then it starts again where he tries to take money from people.
0: <laughs> Fucking criminal ways, man. <laughs> and then it gets
1: he ratchets it up a little bit. He he meets my grandpa one day after being out of the insane asylum for 15 years and says You know my wife she says that if i die if we die my wife and i the house has to go to the daughter i'm like no way no way in hell is the daughter getting it it's going to be my other son my youngest son my youngest son who moved away to england all right so they have this battle and you know she he tells my grandpa like it's over my dead body that that daughter is getting my house that's how Why? wills work <laughs> i don't know i guess this is the law of the village all right i don't <laughs> the know if, law I, don't, the
0: village.
1: I don't know if will wills, john
0: follow the law of the village
1: <laughs> i don't know if wills are uh, have any legal standing in where my grandma and grandpa lived anyway so so over my dead body um a few weeks later he ties himself with a power cord to his electrical box, that electrical box. He well, before he does that, he pours gasoline all around his house, we making sure. Like yeah, we, we like we to. Like, we like to party. And he lights his house on fire while he becomes uh, electrocuted from all this. Okay, so everything burns down. That
0: guy belonged in an insane. Yeah,
1: no, I know. This
0: is crazy shit, dude.
1: And my mom said that that was the only person she knows of that. Kind of went to prison, kind of went to jail.
0: Why didn't he build two houses?
1: I know. He's why a not? fucking
0: house builder. Exactly. It's literally like, oh, maybe I'll build my dickhead son a fucking other house. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to murder suicide. Yeah. I'm going to burn everything down.
1: And this is a really Catholic area. So, like, the fact that not only did he kill himself, like, oh, he right. burned his house you go, down, you're, but you're he killed himself. Condemned. Yeah, exactly. So. It's kind of crazy that this happens. Uh, you know, so, by the way, uh, oh, so the reason I bring this up, this is the only person my mom knows of that kind of went to jail or prison. I don't really know of anyone. Um, she says, well, now what's happened is nothing has been built on that property. The guy's dead. It's just pieces of brick around. Ooh, wow. It's 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 really dark. dark. It's really dark. These pieces of brick have been there for like 15, 20 years at least. But foxes have moved into the remnants of the fire. Foxes.
0: Yes. Life will find a way. Jeff Goldblum.
1: (laughs) But the foxes are eating my grandma's chickens.
0: That's less beautiful, probably for grandma.
1: <laughs> so my grandma has chickens, and the chickens usually you know, roam around the yard, roam around the farm, and it's okay. You know, she keeps roosters, chickens. She used to keep there's cows no and pigs, no predators. Yet. But now she says she has to babysit her chickens because the second she leaves, a fox takes a chicken. I feel like there's a parable here or a fable here.
0: I think that was like the first fable.
1: But because of this man's <laughs> insanity, but because of this man's persistence to not allow his daughter to have this house what my grandma it, why
0: did, was he like why was he so against it did he hate his daughter was it just because it was like some kind of sexism
1: i think it's sexism In yeah. 15 years in the loony bin i i did have no something idea. to him yeah he became
0: really like fucking committed to no his way can
1: my son have this it was his oldest daughter too so i guess by you know
0: that's right oh, so she was older yeah that's fucked up man yeah that daughter must feel pretty pretty. Yeah, horrible. I'd be like,
1: why does my dad hate me so much?
0: Are you really going to look back fondly on old dad? Like,
1: yeah, this little brother left.
0: Wow, dad did a lot to spite me.
1: He did a lot. <laughs> he tied himself to a power box, lit himself on fire.
0: My uh, story involves someone tying themselves up a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, but wait, 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 one different. second. So now my grandma's no longer going to have chickens. At all? This is This is her last year because she's fed up with the negligence this guy has left behind. Like, he's so negligent even though she's dead. He's dead. Oh no,
0: too bad John DuPont's in jail. She could've used old (laughs) Foxcatcher.
1: Ah! I don't know, that's just the story.
0: I like it, that's really interesting. There's a lot there to unpack, really, if we wanted to go into it in detail, but I think think you did it justice. your mom. So your, your family knows no one who went to prison, although they know people who should have went to prison yes. many times over. Yes, but those many people f- should. Stories for another day, <laughs> but, or later today, if yeah. you want.
1: Oh, so tell me about your story.
0: Well, okay, I have some notes here that I'm gonna look at. Okay. Uh, but I'm not gonna read it bur- uh, verbatim. I'm just gonna kind of jog my memory. But so recently, an old friend of mine died. Oh no and the rumor mill is spinning. <laughs> he died unexpectedly. And uh that's because he overdosed on heroin, you know, so no one no one expected it. <laughs> he was good at using it. He's been using it for so long, he's an expert, but recently he didn't use it so good and now he's dead. So I'm going to tell a story about him when we were kids, growing up. There's a big moment for my friend group. This happens when we're like 18 and this uh Actually, I think I'm, I might be a, a pinch under 18. I might be, because I'm a little younger than these guys. Okay. but it's, You're almost of legal age. There's no legal age to do what we did.
1: Oh. <laughs> so,
0: legal age for what? Like, fucking?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> buying a lot of <laughs> but,
0: tickets. Uh, yeah, and buying a lot of tickets. Smokes. <laughs> Not flavored vapes, no mo. But uh, this is the first time we took psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin. Mm-hmm. It was something my friend group was really looking forward to. You know, we always loved marijuana. So we thought mushrooms were, like, super marijuana. What
1: what was your experience with knowing about mushrooms before taking it? Is it just all media-based?
0: There wasn't (laughs) much media about mushrooms in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, So it was more like people, like, word of mouth. You know, like the real hippie dudes. They were all about it. Yo, you like marijuana? You're going to fucking love (laughs) mushrooms. Yo, yo, you think marijuana is something? Check this shit out.
1: Super marijuana.
0: Yeah. It's like, it can take you that next level. You know what I'm saying? Like, marijuana might give you some interesting ideas about, like, God and the universe where, like, enough mushrooms will fucking show you God and the universe. (laughs) And we went, we were setting off to see God in the universe that night. But I'm going to set it up with a little background information first. So you can kind of understand the characters who were present with me that night and kind of the context of the events that unfold Mm. in the courses of us taking mushrooms for the first time around uh, 18 years old, summertime, you know. So I'm calling the friend of mine who died, I'm going to call him the DJ. Okay. Because he liked music and he even might have, you know, fucked around and DJed a little. Parlayed
1: that into a a career. I don't, not a career.
0: Because I think. (laughs) A job.
1: Eh. You know, <laughs> volunteer gig, <laughs>
0: <laughs> something like that, Let's, you know, but uh, he had a history of bad drug advice. Like, I would say he was too clever by half, as uh, Stan Lee once uh, explained, uh, which I think is great. Someone was too clever by half. It's like they're almost smart enough, yeah. but they're just smart enough to get themselves in trouble. Police sirens are blaring in the background as I tell they're this gonna story. Get, they're they're coming, you. man. But uh, to just it. so everyone knows, the statute of limitations on these stories are long gone. And that's why you're hearing them today. So, DJ had a history of bad drug advice. I remember one time he was like, Yo, man, you want to get high? And I was like, Yeah, okay. He's like, All right, what we're going to do, we're going to take 28 cold and flu pills. <laughs> We're going to hallucinate. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. You sound like an after-school special being set up. And this
1: is way before you have to, like, scan your license, which you now have to do to get this stuff.
0: Yeah, this is also late. This was, like, just when kids... This is the reason you have to scan your license. (laughs) These are the knuckleheads that set that up. And he loved it. He started ordering those cold and flu. The powder that makes it a hallucinogen, Mm -hmm. DXM, he began ordering, like, kilograms of it from the Internet so he could take, like, like. I want to call them experimental doses. (laughs) He would take like spoonfuls of this shit, and like some of my other friends would too. I never fuck with it because I watched them do it, and like they would be laying on the ground saying nonsense. A few times they like urinated on themselves, and apparently, like large amounts of DXM, it's a disassociate, but Mm -hmm. when you abuse it, it can cause like uh, small holes in your brain or whatever. And all the people I saw abuse it, like none of them are doing great today. You know, this guy's dead. That's a surprise. You know? So uh, yeah. don't abuse uh, cold and flu medicine. Save it for when you really got the sniffles. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, he was the kind of kid who would have like drug ideas. Like drugs were a big thing to him. He, like, he did research on it. He was always reading about it. He was always like promoting, always talking about it. And I remember like he would like trade pills for shit. So one time. And
1: he didn't want to be a pharmacist?
0: I think he would have loved to be a pharmacist, but you know, he's doing that street pharmacy hustle a little bit, but uh, so he would like, I gave him like workout advice and some mm-hmm. supplements, and like to thank me, he like gave me some pills as like a thank you. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, it's Valium. And I'm like, it's Valium? He's like, yeah, it calms you down. So I take it, because uh, I'm like, well, this would be fun. And you know? you're in high school I'm at I'm in this high point. school, I'm in 12th grade. This is before we do mushrooms. This is like maybe the spring semester of senior year, we do mushrooms that summer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I take this Valium and uh, it kicks in when I'm in English class and the teacher's reading a story and all of a sudden my jaw just falls open. (laughs) And spit is just coming down my mouth, man. And I'm staring like a fucking cartoon character. Like I know my eyes are giant and I couldn't stop drooling. The world was like vaguely distant. I felt like I was getting boxed in. And I was like, this is not Valium. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, is, this is beyond calm. <laughs> so I, I take my fist and I put it under my chin and I lean forward to keep my mouth shut. And I'm just gulping spit. <laughs> and then after that, I think I just fell asleep somewhere, you know, in a car, a friend's car. And uh, I was like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, I don't know, man. It's my brother's pills. It's like Valium, right? <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with your brother? He's like, he's on sedatives. So I don't even know what that ever was, you know. But uh, he was pretty crazy. And then we graduate high school, and we're all going to college. And that summer before college, he moves into an apartment in the town. He's going to college, you know. Mm -hmm. So I visit him. And uh, his roommate was addicted to opium, he tells me, which sounds really romantic, you know, because it's like, this is not 1895. This isn't uh, from hell with Johnny Depp. <laughs> you know, no one's giving you a pillow. There's
1: no opium den.
0: But all my experience with the word opium is from like seeing that kind of shit. Yeah. So it sounds like oh, it smells beautiful. It's romantic. This man's addicted to opium.
1: Right. There's incense, the opium incense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It smells great. But he should have said opiates, but I didn't. At the time, <laughs> he was just saying opium, and that sounds nice.
1: Well, they, it was more romantic to him as well.
0: Well, he talked us all into smoking opium. You know, because, right, I'm going to have that experience. I'm going to see the dragon, you know. So we all agree. We all meet up at this apartment, just like five of us. I'm not going to name names. And I knew it was a dangerous situation, though, because one of the guys hanging out with us was, like, in his late 30s and had a mustache and a dirty (laughs) hat. And I was like, when you're doing drugs with a guy like that,
1: and you're not thirty.
0: You're in a bad situation. Yeah. No, I'm seventeen. Yeah. At the time, he's hanging out with a guy twenty years younger than him, and he's like having the time of his life, man. He's laughing. We're about to smoke opium. He shows us how to smoke the opium, you know. But it turns out the opium was fake. It wasn't even real, oh. which for years fucked me up because I was like, "How is it fake? What was it?" Because yeah. like we felt weird. I was like, "That couldn't have been psychosomatic." But then we, I end up talking through it with people, and uh, so the fake opium. Smelled like a kombucha bottle. It okay. smelled like vinegar. Okay. And it came on and gave us all real, I was real bored mm-hmm. and real sleepy. And it turns out that the fake opium wasn't, it was real drugs. <laughs> it was uh, tar heroin. Oh. So we all smoked tar heroin with a potentially homeless man uh, that day <laughs> due to my friend DJ's, you know, just being an adventurous drug user
1: yeah wanting to smoke <laughs> opium and uh you didn't have the long pipes or the pillows or but the I didn't know if we had smoked
0: heroin that day before we did mushrooms. I found out a few like uh maybe like eighteen months after the mushroom experience that that was what was up but uh heroin's really boring, and if getting into it uh is a bad idea and it's just not that fun, you know like
1: but clearly your DJ friend enjoyed this.
0: I think anyone will enjoy it. it's relaxing and shit. it's yeah. just it's not worth the trouble. But so we do mushrooms. It was everyone's first time, and we got an ounce. Which like this a, is
1: the summer, right? Did this, you? This you, you just graduated.
0: We graduated high school. My yeah. dad died. My dad died like a week before I'm doing mushrooms. That was one of the reasons I'm like, today is the fucking day. You know, my mom and sister. That's my whole family. I have a dad. I have one sister. I have my mom. They had left to go, uh, you know, on a little trip to kind of relax after like all the stress of my dad passing away pretty young. He was 45, you know. Unexpected death but not an (laughs) opioid overdose. So let's get that out there. That's not a drug story. and That's not a story I'm telling today. But uh, so he dies and I'm like, you know, this will be a good cathartic experience. We're going to relax. We're going to heavy relax. We're going to have fun, bro. Because it's like super edibles. That's what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're going to be laughing. We're going to watch some movies.
1: And your DJ friend brings this about.
0: He was... He's a big part of the hookup. Okay. You know, we all work towards getting this. This was something we wanted to do okay. as friends, but I think he came through. Like, he did know a little more people in that world at that mm-hmm. time, probably because he had a heroin plug,
2: uh, you know? Right.
0: So the th- there's four of us who were doing mushrooms. There's me. There's a guy I'm calling E-Dog. There's a guy I'm calling D-Day. And we got the DJ. Like I'm saying, it's everyone's first time we bought an ounce. We we're going to take an eighth each. We we're going to save an eighth for like a round two some other time. We're hanging out, we're smoking bud, playing cards, we order a pizza, we take the eighth, we keep playing cards, we're talking, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes go by, nothing happens. 45 minutes go by, nothing happens. We're getting kind of antsy, like, do we get ripped off?
1: Yeah, you must be thinking at some point, like, should we take
0: more? You're, uh, you're right on, because <laughs> that's what we were thinking. And I said, yes, we should. <laughs> and they were like, how much should we take? And I'm like, well, that did nothing, let's double it. Ooh. So we took the other eight. So it's about 50 minutes later, and at that time we eat another. Eight. So we have about seven grams of mushrooms each. Terrence McKenna calls five grams of mushrooms a heroic dose. We're two grams above that five grams, and this is our first time taking it, but it hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah. But about 20 minutes later, we start feeling bubbles. You know, people start smiling. And, like, it's starting to work. We're eating a little more pizza, and we decided to throw on the TV. Saturday Night Live was on. I remember it. Because I remember Horatio Sands coming out of my TV in 3D. And he entered the fucking... uh, He entered, like, a maze in the window like uh the blinds and he was crawling around not for real you know and i'm like oh shit i'm on drugs (laughs) (laughs) super super weed. weed. it was fun though at first Mm -hmm. we were laughing all talking a little bit we're still we were still verbal okay because this becomes semi nonverbal at points and this is we're in it for the long ride
1: your dj friend seems to have a a knack for this
0: yeah well he's having (laughs) fun too at this point he's everyone's still in a good mood uh d-day was a little intense he started doing exercise uh he goes over to the staircase and starts doing pull-ups he's just banging out pull-ups he does this throughout the night he just keeps doing pull-ups uh you know e-dog he just gets kind of weird he's laughing at nothing he's staring at the wall and laughing like a dog <laughs> but does he won't
1: tell you what he's laughing at
0: he doesn't know what he's laughing at
1: <laughs> he... we asked him
0: he didn't know he wasn't sure
2: okay
0: and that was funnier to him, which was like, I, that fucked me up a little bit, I'll be honest. So we're watching SNL, and then some movies come on and stuff, and it's uh, it starts to come on more. Okay. Uh, oh, the second eight's kicking in. We start vomiting, oh. you know. We're on drugs. Like, no one's really talking too much, but thankfully we're all telekinetic at this point. <laughs> we're communicating like aliens through psychokinesis. Um, E-Dog has developed the ability to control time. He has a watch that he's wearing, it's a nice watch. He takes it off and he's showing us how he can change the speed of seconds with his mind. (laughs) He could slow it down, he could speed it up. He could slow it down, he could speed it up.
1: Through his eyes?
0: No, it was mental. He can close his eyes and he still do it. He did that, he demonstrated that as well. (laughs) He could also do it um, when he turns around and he could do it in a different room. We did little experiments. He had us hold it and that was kind of fun. Uh, D-Day goes into my sister's room And he starts playing with her toys Like dolls and shit And he's just laughing like a maniac And every once in a while He just uh, excuses himself to the bathroom Throws up Goes back Starts playing with these dolls And laughing <laughs> And when I go in there just, It's just a mess of toys And it was really bizarre And kind of disconcerting So I'm just like You know I'm taking it all in I'm trying to be a good host They're at my house
2: yeah.
0: So I'm checking on everybody But you don't
1: want them to fuck up your things
0: I mean, I'm high on mushrooms, so I don't know what I want. (laughs) I want to make sure I don't feel like this forever. Like, I'm having my own trip. Like, you know, my thoughts are coming in shapes and colors. And, like, uh, you know, all the furniture has intentions. And, like, uh, things have, like, a heartbeat. And there's, like, a lot of movement. And you're catching a lot of, like, shadowy, like, colorful, like, shape figures. And it feels scary a little, but enjoyable, too. But, like, I'm, I don't know what to make of it. I'm, like, in a new dimension, and I'm trying to find my feeding.
1: You're time traveling yourself.
0: No, I suspended time, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, time became just artificial for me <laughs> for most of this. But this last, honestly, like, according to the clock, we were in it for about eight hours uh, total round trip. But this is probably, like, two and a half hours in. So the DJ's sitting on a chair, but it, he doesn't know this chair has bad intentions. I can see it, man. It has like a little grimace and wants to eat him up. You know? <laughs> he don't know what he walked into. And he's sitting there and he starts grabbing his feet.
1: He's, oh, like he, Pee Wee.
0: Yeah, maybe like Pee Wee's chair. It was yeah. that kind of plush, plump yeah. chair. You know, it was like a kind of salmon colored, probably secondhand, you know, and he's sitting in it and is just waiting to eat him. And he's grabbing his toes and he starts freaking out. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong, man? He's like, uh, and he won't say anything, you know? And I'm like, let's get some water, you know? Or, so I get him to the kitchen, give him a glass of water, and he turns to say something, and he collapses and he falls on his face, and I thought he died. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, another person just died in front of me in a week. I'm bad luck. Also, no one's home, and I think I might be responsible for this. So I'm starting to be a little panicky because I'm on mushrooms, but I know that's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but then he gets up, and we're okay. And we get to talking, and it gets really weird. He wants to use the phone, my phone. People have cell phones. He has a cell phone, but he wants to use my phone. Why? Because he needs a different phone number to call a drug dealer from. Because he owes that guy money, and he's not taking his calls. And this kid's in heroin withdrawal, at my house, hallucinating, and that's why everything's going sideways fast. But
1: you didn't, you didn't know this I until just, later. I just,
0: I'm just real. I'm piecing it together as I watch him. Change
1: And you're on mushrooms.
0: I'm on mushrooms. And you're figuring this out? i figured it out, watching him. Because he's going through, all like, withdrawal symptoms. He's sweating. He's panicking. He's fucking, you know, like, he, and then, like, he says, I forget what he said, but he indicated something about, like, drugs and needing to buy drugs. And I'm like, that's not happening at my house, dude. Like, you're already you're on not, a lot of drugs. You're on mushrooms, <laughs> and you're not shooting up heroin here to calm down. Like, you guys have to leave. Uh but I'm still on mushrooms, you know? So this was pretty intense.
1: And you're pretty jovial at this point, right? Or no, are you more nervous at this point?
0: You know, it it took a turn. So before this, I remember we were all having fun. Like There was a centipede on the ceiling and like, uh, you know, D-Day or E-Dog want to kill it. And I'm like, no, if you can't create it, you can't destroy it. (laughs) Which one of you can make a centipede? So I'm high as fuck. You know what I mean? I ended up having a fucking centipedes in my house for a few months because I didn't kill that little bastard. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? It's not a big deal. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, you know, the devil's there, man. Like, it's in the room with He's these. He's
1: on the floor. He wants your phone. He
0: wants he wants to, like, to call from my house to fucking order up, uh, you know, a little delivery of a package. I'm, like, not having it. But I'm not telling him directly because I know he'll freak out. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I have a situation to manage. Okay. So, uh... I say, we got to handle this at some point. To you know, whom? To, like, uh, the guys.
1: To the guys. DJ
0: and e Dog. I try to pull but them But not the DJ. I, you say, just kind of leave
1: them in I a I just panic. say, we,
0: no, well, I'm like, I'll be right back. You mm-hmm. know, and I was like we got to handle this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they look at me and they go, well, you got to do what you got to do. And they go outside <laughs> to the back porch and they just sit outside for a while. And I, I'm a little confused by what they're doing, but I'm like, it is my house. They're right. <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. So I go to the back room. And I look at him dead in the face. Uh, I'm gonna consult my notes for just one second. Yeah, I said everyone has to go, but we were, tele- they were There was the whole telepathy thing, and like these guys, like thought they could read my mind, which is a fun, Like, which to me was fucking me. They're like acting like they can read my mind, and that's why they leave. Do what you got to do. But I guess even when you're being psychic, like vagueness is a problem. I decide I want them all to go and I'm going to tell Steve first, you know, but I want to make it like, I don't want to make it confrontational. Mm -hmm. So I sit down and I look at him, I go, oh, I said his fucking name.
1: Just keep going.
0: The DJ, uh, I go confront the DJ and I go, well, buddy, I'm afraid you took a little too much drugs. And then he looks at me and he bursts into tears and he begins to beg me for his life. And I didn't really know what to do at that point. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at him for a second and I go, okay, you can live. But you got to go now. And he fucking ran out of my house. What do you look like to you? (laughs) He looked like an old man dying. We saw, that's something about the hallucination that was interesting. Like we saw the future that Mm -hmm. night. And that was part of the telekinesis because it's like we saw him OD on heroin and all of you collectively or just you that's what they said that they saw it too when we spoke about yeah. it because i definitely witnessed that like i watched him decay and like i knew more than he was telling because he was always kind of like cagey about he was trying to buy opiates that night yeah you know because he tried to make it seem he was going to get more weed but it's like we got weed dude mm-hmm. you don't need to buy weed like
1: well, he doesn't really want to confess that he's he's trying to keep it under one.
0: keep it under wraps like the word heroin wasn't really out yet you're still being cagey about it, yeah. you know. But He
1: likes drugs, but... The story
0: that DJ was spinning didn't really check out. <laughs> so he runs out of my house. And when I was relieved, you know, like, thank God. He and ran that,
1: out of your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you have no idea where he goes. He goes
0: to the front by uh, where D-Dog's car, D-Day's okay, car okay. was. And he waits over by there. So I go back outside to the, the back. And, uh, you know, this was pretty funny. So I, I tell them about the crazy shit that just happened. That's what I want to do. I walk out there. And then E Dog, he looks at me and he says, Number one, your doorknob's broken. And then number two, more importantly, me and D Day don't know where you keep shovels. So we haven't started digging yet. <laughs> and then D Day chimes in, Don't feel bad. You had to kill him. He was weak. And I was like, You crazy motherfuckers. No one's getting killed except you if you don't cut with this shit. If you were fucking psychic, you know where my shovels are. Number one, I did say that, and I'm like, "You guys gotta go. Take him to get some something to fucking eat. He needs to calm down." So like any drug addict, they took him to Dunkin' Donuts so he can get a small coffee in his shaky hands, and he lived for a while. Uh, and after they left, I remember I was freaked out because I was like, "Some shit just almost happened," you know. And I'm on drugs dealing with this. I wrapped myself in a quilt. Like, I'm the fucking chief of my house, man. And I just sweat. I just sweat for hours. I got nervous about anything that could be dangerous. I got real suspect of, like... Is any- the
1: TV on all no, the whole time? Fuck no, fuck that. No, no, no way, no, dude. No noise?
0: Fuck, no. I made it very calm. I shut the TV off. I just put on, like, a CD that soothed me. I think I listened to American Beauty by the Grateful Dead. You know, that album always centers me. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you to Jerry Garcia. Uh, you know, and they were gone, and... uh that afternoon, I called my ex-girlfriend and we went out and got steak. And I just fucking explained to her like the way it goes. That was a terrible trip for me because when I sobered up, I was in law school. <laughs> you know, that, it led me down this road where I was like, there's nothing more important than rules. Because thoughts without order is just chaos. You know, uh-huh. rules are what make life have sense. Some modicum of rules. I think there's a problem with the artificial like, imposition of order when people who don't deserve to be in charge try to legislate try to rule on people
1: yeah but people can smell that
0: but you can smell it a mile away there's something though when there's just like you have to bring order to chaos that's what it means to be human
1: And that's how you make sense of the
0: world and b- so like a big thing to me too is like all this my brain was just colors shapes patterns and movement and i was i knew at some level that this is an alien language in my head right here and that. All the answers to every question are in what's being told to me in these colors and patterns, but I don't have the grammar to understand it. So without grammar, sound is just sound. Language is the fundamental creation of humanity. Mm -hmm. That's what my hallucination brought me. The DJ's hallucination brought him some different shit. Me and him had a postscript. We didn't speak of this night for a long time but we remained acquaintances. We partied together occasionally. He cleaned up and got off H pretty frequently. He went to rehab. He was one of those guys who was getting clean, falling back, getting clean, falling back. Hmm. And, uh you know, in the times he wasn't on uh, fucking dope. He was all right. A little bit cocky, a little bit like, you know, of a party guy, but like, as people go.
1: You were your acquaintances. We were acquaintances. So.
0: so one night we got to recollecting over some drinks and he told me his side of the hallucination. And he admitted that at the time, he was in fact withdrawing from opiates. And I'm the only person who even noticed that that's what was going on. And I think the fucking mushrooms made me more attuned to it. Cause you start noticing weird shit, but mm-hmm. you know, I did catch it. In his imagination that night, I was an 80s pro wrestler <laughs> who was ripped from an anti-drug ad that was going to WWF him up for being a bad boy with pills and powders. D-Day's fits of laughter and exercise gave the party kind of a jail yard feel for DJ. An E-Dog, working diligently, yeah, an E-dog was working diligently in a lab far away. But the kid thought I was going to kill him. And when he told me that, I couldn't believe it. I burst into laughter again. I, la- I told him straight up, I wasn't going to kill you for having a bad trip. I ended up having a fucking bad trip. But I might have came close if I found you roping off in my mom's house. And we both laughed and never spoke again.
1: So wait, did your other two friends? Did they have a bad trip?
0: No. Or did they enjoy D-Day this? D Day never stopped laughing. He was a psychopath through and through. He he just the chaos of it was very exciting to him.
1: Well, this, he he likes it. This now. is his
0: foray into mushrooms, and this kid ends up doing mushrooms a lot mm-hmm. after this. It became his drug of choice, and he likes that like little psychopath zone where shit can pop off. Um, e Dog had a weird uh, experience. He ends up being a little bit of a a psychedelic casualty I'd say he uh, ends up experimenting with acid pretty heavily when we go to college and uh, it changed him he keeps laughing now (laughs) he's still laughing so yeah no one knows why now either
1: both of them end up laughing but for different reasons and your one friend is dead
0: and I laugh last
1: Geez, I don't know. Well, I dark, feel like right? I feel like there is a lot of clues in the story of like of course this guy becomes a drug addict. It's
0: all there. Yeah, you see it. it like, when you hallucinate with someone their truth becomes real real. Like you you yeah. can't not know a person under the uh 7 grams of mushrooms.
1: A lot of people like I mean think about like taking ayahuasca and all that. It's like a journey. It's a trip to Finding out things about yourself and thinking things about the universe. So, isn't this just a version of that?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a it's a peep into a different dimension. And that's know? why it has you to, get to be see like a, a different safe, wrinkle in time.
1: Yeah, safe, like clean atmosphere, and it has to be positive.
0: You so- can't bring negativity into a trip where it's gonna go real sideways. Bringing heroin yeah. withdrawal. Yeah. Into the trip. And death was probably following me around cuz my dad had just died, you right. know? So you see that like specter of the grim reaper just kind of fucking with you. But that didn't really fuck me up too bad. I remember at times death was part of my experience. I was looking in a mirror once after throwing up and I could see like all the faces of my ancestors in my own face, you know. And I felt like this motivation not to disappoint them. Mm. You know, you can't be weak. Cause like, then you're kind of dishonoring them. And apparently like some Vikings believe that kind of shit. And I had never read anything like that. That idea just fucking popped in my head after like some fucking patterns of triangles turning into lines and lotus flowers and sparkles and shit. And that's what mushrooms is like. It's a wild ride. (laughs) But if you microdose, that's not what it's like at all. Microdosing is like taking too much caffeine. Yeah. Maybe like half a Ritalin or something yeah so i'm pro mushroom legalization i'm pro uh hallucinogenic research i'm anti taking seven grams of mushrooms as your first experience with hallucinogens i think these
1: experiences with these drugs creates a sort of almost shared empathy right because that's what that's what your story had even like these two friends, these two other friends, like, oh, well, we understand. But you they lacked empathy bad. for our other
0: friend. Yeah, of course, which they, kind they of lacked fucked empathy. me up. I was glad I wasn't him. Not for you. you. Know?
1: They understood everything. I mean, you I like to, <laughs> to,
0: to be honest. I liked both of them more afterwards because I knew I could trust them on a yeah. deep level. You know, like they were my boys for real. Like yeah. if I had to put in some work, you know, like they were there to get some like they wouldn't roll on me or whatever but like i i wasn't about to do all that in that situation so like i think their fucking assumption that what time it was like fucked me up like oh it's murder time that's not where i'm at man i just want you guys to go Dunkin' donuts (laughs) you know but uh so it was one wild that was one wild ride yeah
1: and, and you know what, even leading up to it, I mean, it wasn't a good time, right? Like, your dad just died. Like, it's a hard, heavy time. So the fact that, like, you have this experience and afterwards you can laugh about it almost. Like, there is so, something therapeutic in this
0: Yeah, I'm not story. sweating it. You know, yeah. I mean, I just never told it publicly because I didn't want to embarrass nobody. But yeah. now the motherfucker's dead. Like, it ain't yeah. no big thing.
1: Statue of limitations. Statue it's of limitations,
0: worn off. you know. <laughs> Nothing I confess to now can put me uh, away for any reason. So, you when know, we're good. Just for like seven years after you do this shit, you can't talk about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, seven, seven's a magical number. Uh,
0: I've heard actually seven's a bad luck number, mm-hmm. and that's a trick of the demigods or whatever trying to get you to fall for some trick. But then Big J Okerson uh, said my favorite thing about numbers. If you're an adult and you have a favorite number, <laughs> you're a world-class douchebag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> fucking I agree. when you're right, you're right. I, I do like that it's a prime number.
0: Optimus Prime number. Yes.
1: See, there we go.
0: Well, that's my story, man. I fucked up. I had to read part of it for a second. It was heavy, you know? The kid just died. There's a
1: lot of information and a lot of processing. I mean, it's sad to. I guess what's going through his mind is interesting. Like he decides heroin. That, <laughs> yeah, is what's going
0: he through decides his like <laughs> he's going
1: through this drug experience, and then he's like, ah, you know what I really need right now? Though I need heroin.
0: The drug I'm addicted to. Yeah,
1: the drug I'm addicted to. Yeah. I like, think I he know.
0: thought like sometimes if you like have a problem with dope, you can get drunk enough that like the withdrawals kind of mute it. You know, a lot of rock stars in the 70s when they would get, like, addicted, what they would do is they, like, hang out in, like, a hot tub, a spa or a pool or something. And sweat it You'd out. You drink a bottle of vodka. And, like, well, you sweat out, but the, the booze kind of milds yeah. out the withdrawal effects. So I think this kid thought that the mushrooms were going to be powerful enough that he wouldn't need to do more opiates. So he was, like, going to skip his dose. But then, like, nope. that's not how a body works you know so he started getting the sweats and shit i didn't even know like that psychomotor shaking was like i didn't know what the fuck that was i just thought he had caught autism you know
1: (laughs) but you could you could see him you just saw
0: he was fucked up you know and on mushrooms i guess so amplified that someone's fucked up and we're all on seven grams you know so like that's way more than you're like you're supposed to take so like little things are like profound you know like a ripple's a wave you know what i'm saying like a whisper is a, like a symphony, you yeah. know. So, well,
1: Horatio Sanz is climbing your blinds, yeah.
0: And I don't even think he's that athletic <laughs> as actors go.
1: Uh, mm. Wow, so
0: I- I've done mushrooms since then, like many times. Not, meant not nowhere where it's illegal, and uh, you know, but every once in a while you can go to Denver mm-hmm. where it's decriminalized and you can enjoy yourself like an adult. But I've never done seven grams of mushrooms again. Uh, would I do seven grams of mushrooms again? I think that's the question, right? And okay. I'm gonna tell you live on the Josie Cast right now. For three point five million dollars, I would do seven grams of mushrooms right now. Wow! Who wants to make a deal?
1: I feel like you have to be in a pretty place and so maybe not. Goddamn right, you
0: do. I want to be in the Met or like something fucking cool. Like I want to hang out in like a,
3: a museum. There's this place called the Zero Space in New York. It's an art exam, art exhibit that's crazy. That would be the most beautiful. That
0: Sounds place. like a co work <laughs> Oh baby, you No one's going it. through heroin withdrawal. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. No, no one's shitting between two cars or anything. Because <laughs> on mushrooms, you don't want to see someone shitting between two cars. You know, it'll send you to a dark place, man.
1: I feel like you could see Trips the me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that would be positive.
0: Yeah, or like a fucking like the Vatican, if it didn't have all that bad history,
1: or the Red Rocks something that has a scary name
0: but a positive look to it. red rocks sounds like a bar where like patrick swayze has to keep order yeah it looks like that oh nice yeah it's like a cool psychedelic space with like bright lights yeah and uh it's the kind of place you want to trip out maybe you know set up for it i like christmas lights a lot when Mm -hmm. i'm feeling uh feeling festive
1: yeah christmas lights do something to my brain they make me feel happier even if it's not christmas
0: Oh, I agree. I think the best Christmas lights are not Christmas lights. Like, they're no. Christmas-style lights that have been repurposed for Halloween or Valentine's Day. Yeah. That Valentine's Day pink is actually, like, a super psychedelic color. Like, yeah. if you close your eyes on heavy doses of shrooms, mm-hmm. that's one of, like, the main four colors you're going to see. Oh, really? You're going to see, like, bright-ass pink bordering on magenta, orange, yellow that has some kind of scary connotations, <laughs> and, like, in a very electric green-blue. That's what my mind... Fucks up and does. Yeah. And it's all on like a like a deep black background. Wow. That's the abyss looking back. That's what they were talking about. That's what yeah. that is. That's fucking God winking at you. Being like you see the shit I deal with? People pray to me when they need dope, dude. <laughs> 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 That's fucking God work, man.
1: <laughs> so you saw the devil.
0: A little bit. I've seen him. Not, he comes yeah. in the room sometimes on hallucinogens. That's not necessarily a bad trip when the devil arrives. Either he's just saying what's up. He's in there, you know, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. Not as handsome as me, not as tall as me, not as strong <laughs> as me, but you know, I think he's a good talker.
1: Yeah. Of course. I mean, I think that's
0: a skill. Yeah, I think that's how he made his living. But, you know, your brain has all like Carl Jung fucking really broke yeah. it down like your brain has these archetypes like we use to understand reality and like there's always like the shadow. Like so, anytime like if you see something good, your mind can immediately invert it and understand that there's a bad, right? You know, so like anytime there's a pod, like a hallucinogen is God in a sense. Like you're you're accessing more of God, the universe, being reality, whatever. But by doing that, you have to understand that like well, the bottom half's there too, and like that's what like traditionally you call the devil as an archetype. So I'm not like assigning it like a real reality, yeah, you know, but more like a like a psychological state I was in. Right. But it's interesting to have a shared psychological state amongst a group. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that fucks uh, you up with, like, mushrooms. Like, we had a shared hallucination. We all saw this motherfucker, uh, like, OD in the future. I wonder We if all he's... saw him shrivel up. He felt the negative energy that something bad was about to pop off for oh, sure. Okay. We were looking at him like it was fucking food and we were hungry wolves. You don't want to be in that situation with three men looking at you. I'm the only one who wasn't in the armed services in this situation. Yeah, the
1: other two.
2: There's a Marine
0: and an Army man looking at him like, yo, looks like your time's up. And then it's me, and I'm a pretty big guy. So it's not, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in that. He's sitting down, and we're standing, too. Mm. Fucking, oof, that's rough, man. Yeah. He's the only one who didn't do pull-ups that night. You know, we got the pump going. Like yeah, You're energized. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, they were looking for a shovel, so they were ready to work They weren't
0: out. looking for it, the lazy motherfuckers. And they're bad telekinetics because they didn't know where it was. And if they were reading oh. my mind, I keep it in the garage where well, everyone maybe keeps in their, their minds. shovels.
1: Yeah, in their minds they were looking for they're it. They're
0: also poor deductive reasoners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you can think you're doing it, right? And then, like, not actually be doing it. I'm
0: glad they didn't do it. I would have to fucking fill in a hole the next day. It would have been, like, for no reason. The kid was not getting murdered at my house. He never was going to get murdered. Not by me. You know yeah. what I mean? Not in 100 years. It wasn't Mr. Snee in the library with the wrench. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> fucking false story.
2: <laughs> so Checks
0: out. I'm innocent. Hmm.
1: I wonder if he talked about that story fondly.
0: I mean, I, he would have to really put some gloss on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yo, this one time when yeah. I was
0: going through dope withdrawal, <laughs> I was dope sick at my friend's house, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. Yeah,
0: but thankfully they didn't murder me. <laughs> oh. So I went back to fucking shooting up and being a general like rostabout. jeez <laughs> You uh being a dope addict leads you to some dark places. This kid does yeah. some shitty things after that. So, uh, you know, but that was a fun night, and I'm glad I got to This is to an in-memoriam
1: for yeah, him. This
0: is this is remembering him. This goes out to you, DJ. Um, we're not going to play no music because you made EDM trash. <laughs> that shit ain't no music, son.
1: He ended up, what, stealing his girlfriend's rent money?
0: Twice, same month. Damn. He, he tricked her. Like, so he's like, I'll go pay the rent. And then he gets the money, and he goes and buys dope. And then he gives her some half halftime story and she's like, oh, well, I have some more money. He's like, I'll go pay the rent. And then he buys more dope <laughs> and then they get evicted. And then it's like, how did you trick me once? You know? Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. But she never started a business with him.
1: Yeah. Well, good on her good not on doing her. that. Um, I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame that that's what happened. I'm sure. He was, was charming and happened. handsome. Yeah.
0: For what it's worth. This is not like a fat slob. Like like if you saw this guy you'd be like you're a hero well towards the end you know his skin got a little gray yeah and stuff but like uh, this wasn't like a homeless person like if you saw him he was well put together he looks like one of those like Spotify uh, rappers SoundCloud rappers who dies uh, if they made like electronic music for rich kids in Vegas yeah you know he looks In like a he,
1: different life, that's what he did. He
0: looks like he sells like water that has some like purported claims that don't check out.
2: <laughs> Electrolytes that don't age you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anti-aging effects. Magic water. Fountain of Youth. Um, the, well, you know what? You got a good story out of it.
0: Thanks. I hope so. Yeah. I so. That was my first telling of it publicly. You know, I, I think it was all right as the yeah. first tellings go. I yeah. did need to look at my notes once or twice.
1: I mean, it's a big story. You got a lot of people it's involved. It's a long you fucking a story. I could tell, like,
0: the. that's the thing. Like, so much happens on mushrooms because time stops working. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well... We were hanging out for about 14 years, right? And mm-hmm. You know, like, but it's just like a seven-hour period, but it compresses everything. And also, like, you're hypervigilant, so, like, you're making memories at this deep level. Yeah. So you can access it, like, fight-or-flight memories almost. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's kind of fascinating in that. Because you're real on, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's why they say, like, turned on, like, leery, you know? Yeah. Tune in, drop out, whatever. That's the in part. Like, you're on. You're, like, you're switching it. And, like, your mind really gets jazzed up for the fucking psychotropics, we got some. We got. We have an hour,
2: right. an hour
0: left. I have a couple segments. Uh All right. If you want to fuck around with some segments, or do you have anything else you want to talk about, or do you uh, want to go into a segment? Cats. The animals. The, the show. Animals. I like them. I'm a pro <laughs> cat. I, I feed a feral cat. She's one of my one of my Catchula. buddies. Catula. Her name's Catula. She has a sister who's coming around causing drama. Update in the cat world. Yeah. This is like a Mark Barron style. Like, <laughs> What's up with my cats? You know, uh,
1: we have one cat.
0: We have one cat, but we have in our one, backyard. We have one that's creeping up on her territory oh a little God. bit. Yeah. You know, I think it's a uh, relative of hers because they are identical, save but a little bit of like the. Uh,
1: Similar markings, just like bolder stripes.
0: Stripes that go in different directions. And her pupils are
1: almost like uh, larger,
0: greener. Yeah, too. greener, slightly greener.
1: Beautiful cats. Both
0: beautiful. I put yeah. food down for both of them. They just yeah. uh, they just don't get along very well. They don't like. each we other.
1: We know that there was a squabble because Catula pissing. did have a swollen cheek. She got
0: swollen.
1: Yeah, she got swollen.
0: She got slapped up, but she was she was cool. She didn't tell. She didn't say nothing. Yeah. She she didn't tell me. That. She just mm-hmm. tried to hide it. She didn't come to lunch that day. Didn't want to see her marked about the face.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I mean, I had a cat growing up. It was like this fat Siamese cat, Sam. He always wanted to go outside. He eventually was let outside. He got into a few quarrels himself, but I for a while I wasn't into cats. I, I think there's this idea that like cats are evil or cats are, you know, like, oh, they're cold, but like they're beautiful creatures and cats have saved lives.
0: Do you want me to ask you to follow up on that? Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just I wrote down a few examples of times cats have saved characters in movies.
0: I mean, you can give it a go. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
1: Well, okay. A cat saves Ripley, an alien. Huh. Or aliens. The xenomorph. He looks at the xenomorph. Okay, and there's that one time.
0: We're talking aliens with an yeah. S.
1: I'm not. I don't remember which one it is. Is it the first or second one? Well, we're talking. there is a cat. A,
0: it's the power armor that saves Ripley. If okay. we're being honest, but, but
1: there is a cat in it that looks at like the xenomorph and does a.
0: Bill Paxton saves Ripley in okay. my book.
1: Okay, whatever.
0: That's the best Aliens movie, by far, dude. The second Aliens movie, like when people are like, the sequels never. The Aliens it fucking rules, and the, the first, first one's Aliens is boring. boring. Yeah, it's a good film, but it's like Aliens is a great film.
1: Well then there's a I I haven't seen this movie But I do want to see it I've been wanting to see it for years That movie That horrible movie The Stephen King movie Sleepwalkers
0: That's one of the cat people? Yeah I've seen it Yeah
1: Isn't there a cat that saves the girl From becoming a vampire?
0: Fucking a family fucks You think I remember that part? (laughs) A family with bad CGI (laughs) cat faces Has an incestuous relationship (laughs) That's really the takeaway from that one.
1: <laughs> so, I. I yeah. The cat's name is
0: Clovis. Nice. Or it's a sheriff's Clovis, Clovis, yeah. Clovis sounds like a guy no one wants to give cigarettes to.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there is the Cheshire cat.
0: Oh, I wanna hear how he saved somebody.
1: Well no, I mean the Treshire cat leads Alice through the through this where everything is kind of uh, reverted, right? Synchronicity.
0: That was one of the movies that they fucking put on when we were on mushrooms. They put on the oh. uh, the animated Alice in Wonderland, the Disney one. One of them Oh really? Oh and the DJ's the fucking guy who brought the movies. So that's you didn't know I was you Look didn't know that. that. No. I think the ghost is in the room with us, everybody.
1: Oh, uh, DJ. Listen, one of the first short movies was literally cats in boxing gloves. I'd watch just it. Just standing on their back legs. It was an Edison movie.
0: It sounds like uh, animal abuse a little bit. Yeah. A Peter, like, like, How did they make that movie? How many fucking cats died to get yeah. that shot?
3: Is that animal fighting? Yeah. Are, are, are we supporting
0: that? Oh, no. Who am I betting on? <laughs>
1: 1894, one of the first short movies. So did that kind of predict the future of the internet for a while? With like funny cat memes and all Street that. Street beefs. Yeah, no. Well, those cats
0: are putting boxing gloves on now and handling business too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cats who beat each other up in boxing gloves. Yeah. Do they need trainers to kind of keep them up on their hind legs? So. I don't.
0: Know. Some well- of them are pretty well trained in those YouTube fights, but then like I would say one third of those guys are just out there acting like it's gym class. <laughs> you know, like. it's interesting. I watch it. Fuck it. Like, I think if you're going to fight on YouTube, you deserve a few clicks. Yeah. At least as much as a music video from
1: 1979. Oh, yeah. Don't go
0: breaking my heart. 18 million views. Don't go breaking my heart.
1: Um, I don't know. Cats usually, the thing is, the cats usually make you work for their affection. And that's why people are like, eh, you know.
0: You I don't did you do the poll on this? Yeah, yeah. I I, polled,
1: I I went up and down the street. I had a clipboard, and I uh I talked to the people.
0: I heard, uh, this is surprising, but uh, cats have a disfavorable reaction to Elizabeth Warren's supporters. Oh. That's something I found. Reuters told me.
1: Reuters? Yeah. <laughs> Reuters plumbing or Reuters?
2: <laughs>
0: Both. Uh, I confirmed it with the one. Roto-Reuters? Yeah, yeah. They came over, and they are like, yo, you know what I heard down at the office? Do You wanna practice some small talk?
1: Okay. I'm not good at the, I'm not good at small talk, so this will be perfect for me.
0: You gotta be good at small talk for this bit.
2: Oh, How's okay. the weather, Hope guys? Yeah. Well oh, so in this bit, what's good. gonna
0: happen is I'm gonna I'm gonna come up to you like a, I'm I work with you at work, right? Okay. This is water cooler talk. Okay. And I'm gonna like just talk to you. How would you respond if you were employed, a real human, and at a job? Okay. And I'm your coworker.
3: Okay.
0: Oh boy. Let's start hello oh no i'm not gonna start with that one (laughs) sorry i I fucking tricked her right there hello i'm planning on joining the mormon church later today you know the lds how are you
1: (laughs) i mean i'm okay why do you want to join the church
0: i'm pretty much going to be rolling with the latter day saints from here on in
1: (laughs) (laughs) any reason why
0: The next thing I say doesn't respond to that. Great point, but can I tell you
2: something?
0: (laughs) I already have plans of breaking away, starting a compound (laughs) of my own, and driving in an armored caravan caravan down in (laughs) Guadalajara.
1: Okay, wow. Listen, maybe I'll visit you at some point. I'm
0: going to have a ton of wives.
1: (laughs) <laughs> These are very ambitious goals <laughs>
0: Goodbye, hope to see you later Gotta go back to work now Later, get it? Like the latter day church, I'm such a kidder uh, That's uh, uh, That would
1: that'd be interesting Thank you I I, would, I, I mean, I tried to respond you to it You suck at small talk I know, I You do. were terrible
0: Honestly, if I was your boss, I'd fire you if I heard that exchange Because <laughs> this guy is really pouring his heart out And you didn't give him much to work with Let's try again.
1: Okay, so all he right. leaves. So leaves. a normal person would pour out their heart more. I'm not uh, a normal person. I have no clue.
0: Okay. Just, I'm just fucking around. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing exactly. <laughs> you're right on track. Hello, coworker. I was thinking about the coming apocalypse. The one occasioned by the new Chinese coronavirus. You know it was born by combining the DNA of a bat and a snake? And I ask, what do you get if you cross a snake and a bat? It's a dragon. Get it? It's in all the old art. What if all the medieval art and old stories were preparing us for the end of the world and all the raising in towns and villages was a metaphor for the coming disaster that's going to strike us?
1: Wow. Um, I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, like armor from the past would be like masks to block the infection now.
1: (laughs) Do you have armor?
0: The sword and shield would be to fight the hordes of the infected. And the horse would be to get the fuck out of Dodge. Are you good. working or what are you doing for lunch today? <laughs> Thai food <laughs> Thai food sounds good. We're actually getting that after the podcast. Ooh. Yeah. The synchronicity strong today, yeah. boys.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be eating lunch with you, though.
0: Even dinosaur bones are suspect, but God plant because God planted them to deceive the unfaithful. <laughs> the historical record is rich with deadly pathogens and pandemics. The dragon is a dramatic foil. Uh, we're all gonna die. Do you think the boss is doing a good job?
1: He's just not that great. I think he's a little too. Uh,
0: well, I better get to back to work before he finds me loafing. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I also didn't pour out my heart to you.
0: Yeah, honestly, I I think if I was an employee, I don't think small talk is worth it because you tell people about your life and they don't even really take much of an interest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if someone would have realistically walked away at a certain point while you're talking, but I'm kind of interested. I'm like, I'm all, I, you know what? Let's see, let's see, bring it on.
0: You want one more?
1: Okay, sure. Yeah.
0: Greetings, Pierre. Did you notice that the men's room smells like ammonia lately? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah. It must be the new urinal cakes or something.
0: That's right. It wasn't me. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good.
0: That's my small talk prep. Here, those are my, those are my thing. Any notes? Any notes? Yeah. You seem
1: like a very nervous small talker because you gave a lot of information at once. You didn't even pause to these hear guys me say were, hello. These
0: guys were nervous because they're talking to a woman.
2: Oh. All these, that was the
0: backstory for all these characters. I didn't disclose that ahead of time. I don't show my tricks. They don't know how to talk to women. This is also learning how to be a pickup artist, to be honest with you. That's, it's, it's in there. It's a subtext.
1: I I would be interested to find out more information after all these exchanges.
0: I have a P.O. box where you can send checks. <laughs> well,
1: I, I'd i be interested in this Mormon person. If I had to date one of the three... Are you saying
0: you want to know more about Mormonism, dude?
2: <laughs>
1: if I had to date one of the three, it'd have to be the first one. Because there's a, there's a wild imagination in there that I'm curious about. The second one seems too tied to conspiracy. The third one... I don't know. It just seems bizarre. It's like the guy who's at the grocery store talking to himself, laying out the yogurt. It's like, I don't know. Do I really want to know that much about that guy? No.
0: That character's name in my linear notes was The Nerd.
1: The nerd. The nerd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a Theodore. Yeah. I,
2: uh,
1: yeah, I would date the first one with the Latter Day Saints. That guy's got to have a good sense of humor. He's he, going to have multiple wives. He does
0: tell you ahead of time that he's going to have a lot of wives. So that yeah. kind of confidence. He's confident, got BDE. It works with women. You just like tell them straight up, like, look, you're not the only one. I'm just getting it out there. Like, you got to be honest. Yeah. That's pick up artist advice. If you want more, the P.O. boxes and the, the linear notes. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so I like that. I like I said, I that's a good that's a good uh future segment. As oh, well. yeah.
0: I I think though I was just fucking around. it made me laugh when I thought about small talk because like I don't make it very much. I think oh, it's me a waste either. of time.
1: I've become really bad with it in the new year. I'm I have on the just hustle, decided you know? to keep stop. My head down. Yeah.
0: Just fucking <clears throat> do me. We do have a segment I like to bring back from our last podcast and uh Well that- wait, wait,
1: wait, before we even get into that, you were t- one of them was talking about the virus
0: yeah that all right well, that the was coronavirus. a was in character so you're in character yeah. i know those aren't my thoughts <laughs> i want to make that clear i don't want to shame gillis myself that was a character i was doing okay about the coronavirus repre- anytime i speak ill of china it doesn't represent my fucking- <laughs> 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 I,
1: I know you've become really interested in virus porn
0: Yeah, I can't stop. I can't look away. Like, I I have to read every goddamn story possible about the fucking virus is killing everyone. Eight billion infected. The wasteland. I'm preparing to be fucking... (laughs) Is Alex
1: Jones now eight billion?
0: No, man. For me, it's Mad Max. You know, I'm getting my sawed off shotgun ready. I'm getting all leathers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big guy, so I need like two leather coats. Get one of those face
1: masks. Those face masks definitely don't work, by the way. Those
0: face masks. Oh, I was thinking of the fucking Croatone oh. Joe. I thought I was going to get my skull mask. Yeah. Or the waist. I wasn't thinking of a virus mask. I'm like, they're pretty effective for intimidating enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, virus mask. Totally right. Uh,
1: <laughs> the bird masks. Like yeah. ancient viral masks. Oh, you see
3: that Jack Plague doctor? Holy shit. bird? Yeah, yeah, with the that bird was, yeah. That's
0: what I'm thinking. Uh, oh, they're bringing it back? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. I would like to bring it
0: back. I'm going to wear the skull mask and people will just stay far away. Like, you don't want to go into a guy wearing a skull mask. Yeah. That where guy's I, intense.
1: Where I work, people... Um, tend to travel a lot, so they're, you know, I feel like airports are the number one place for infection, because you're dealing with people who are going everywhere, and you're all at one, like, and you know the people at the airport are dirty, like, haven't haven't showered, probably don't even wash their hands all the time, right? They're eating at the same place as you, they're buying stuff with money that was just handed to the lady that just gives it back to you, you know what I mean?
0: It's also just population density, like a lot of these, like, from what, like, everything's airborne, there's a lot of pathogen, you know, and also in every store, an airport figures prominently into like an outbreak, you know? Well,
1: I wanted to update you. They did Ooh. find the third case today. Third confirmed case in California. Okay. Probably near the airport. God
0: damn it. The world's gonna... By the time this airs, there will be no civilization left. Yeah. We're just gonna have this playing from probably like one radio tower somewhere like in middle Texas. This will be broadcast out on repeat as like a beaconing... This podcast right now mm-hmm. will be a beaconing signal to those who survive to, you know, find shelter with us. I will be their leader. And they're, you know. They
1: just got to get one of those bird masks.
0: Yeah, the head has got to get bird does. mask. And what make, it, the they,
3: coronavirus was actually made by Corona the beer to make mass marketing. Was it? It's gonna be <laughs>
0: corporate overlords yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. I uh, th- mean, that's like, probably... there's
1: always that question of is this a conspiracy? Right? Is this yeah. kind of?
0: It definitely is a conspiracy. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm I'm on Reddit every day. I'm on yeah. the conspiracy forums. I'm doing my research. I'm putting in work. And what it turns out is there is a virus research facility 20 miles away from the alleged meat market where the virus uh, leaked out of and uh, there's they do research on like live animals specifically primates talking monkeys and the thing about monkeys is they're often like a locus of infection because they bite they scratch they're unpredictable you know so what the idea is that like one researcher gets contaminated which is very easy to do if there's a rip in you know, you've seen Outbreak with fucking yeah. Dustin Hoffman. That's basically the player manual for the game. Work, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Watch that shit. Play Fallout 3. Get ready. Meet me in the waste when you hear this radio signal. I was, yeah. just thinking,
1: of- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the other one, Contagion.
0: I'm going to give people like small missions to test them out. And when they come back, <laughs> they'll get a green check. And then they're like part of my group and they can level up. And I offer like a number of cool level up options. And you can have soda caps. I give oh, you, you can, you can buy you shit. Yeah, oh. yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Also seltzer caps. Got mad exclusive check, check out my a merch store below, linked below post apocalyptic merch store yeah. if, if the apocalypse happens I'll still meet my orders yeah. <laughs>
1: how do you become a doctor in this scenario how do you become that you go
0: doctor? yo I'm a doctor yo, I'm once a doctor. the apocalypse happens you are, whatever you say you are that's the danger of the apocalypse. Play Fallout. People are lying all over the place. You don't yeah. know who to trust. You gotta trust your gut. You gotta trust is your- that why
1: this, Is that why this virus spread? A lot of people lied about being doctors.
0: A
3: lot of people trusted their gut.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> their gut's all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the
1: doctors, um, one of the news stories said the doctors have to uh, wear diapers because they're just treating people. Well, one conspiracy not that
0: I'm um, crazy enough to entertain, like, you know, in, when, uh, as a lawyer, you can do something called pleading the alternative. Mm-hmm. So you can go, this is the case. But if that's not the case, well, then this is the case. And they don't have to be related. You know what I mean? So you can like, you can just bifurcate reality, if that's a mm-hmm. pronounced word. You split it in two. So, like, part of me thinks it's a conspiracy created in a lab. And then part of me goes, there is no virus. It's mass Mm -hmm. hysteria. It's flu season. This is a story being generated to control populations. It's Lunar New Year in China. They have these problems with pro-democracy protests in Taiwan. They're trying to limit movement by planting this fear. And, you know, people will manifest symptoms. And some people will be legitimately sick. And people die. It's a reality. People die from normal causes. People die from the flu. People die from heroin, as I talked about in my story. So maybe this is all bullshit. And it's just like, you know, the best way to control people is have them to control themselves, like in that Orwellian way. So I don't know, but what the fuck do I know? I'm not in China, right? I feel like what, and I'm not going to to investigate firsthand, dude. Maybe with like a drone, I'd be interested, but I'm crashing that shit in the sea. I'm not touching it when it's coming back.
1: Yeah. Huh? interesting. Maybe it is a way to, I mean, there's you no. Know, of... Maybe it's
3: both. Yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking since last time, you know, 1919 we had Spanish influenza, that wiped out populations. Takes about a hundred years to evolve, realistically speaking, especially if you're a, you know, constant dividing amoeba, virus, bacterial, parasite, whatever. Sure. So I could see that after, you know, a hundred years we've developed antibiotics, they get resistance. Things like that, you create another plague because the earth needs a little bit of population control. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's the natural progression of things in nature and evolution that when you have something that's too overpopulating, like eight billion people, something's smaller that can replicate and be, you know, very effective like, like a airborne. Yeah,
0: or a shiv. <laughs> An
3: airborne shiv
0: as well. Uh, Bro, that shit has somebody. <laughs> I
3: feel like, uh, you know, sometimes it could just be like, whoop, we got a virus baby.
0: Yeah, that's like Greta Thunderberg meets uh, Thomas Jefferson. Sometimes the uh, Tree of Liberty has to be painted with the blood of viruses, you know?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Tree of Liberty? The Tree of Life? There was some whack shit. I didn't make it. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. What he says was like uh, you know, the tree of liberty needs to be uh, uh, watered with the blood of patriots or yeah. something like and that.
0: Then, oh. then so then someone, often. I think Duncan Trussell says, like, that's one fucked up tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to agree with that perspective on it. I wouldn't water a tree that needed blood to be water. I wouldn't grow that.
2: That
3: sounds like an evil fucking tree. Yeah, you
0: know? I want a money tree, but I don't want a blood tree. Unless you're selling blood transfusions, if it has blood plasma. Are ooh, you
3: growing blood on a tree? Yeah, maybe. That sounds a little...
0: That sounds like Impossible Burger territory, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably <Ooh>,
3: next. <laughs> that's
0: next. <laughs> yeah. Get a yeast to have some hemoglobin. Before you know it, you're making money.
3: January 2020, we're copywriting it right now. <laughs> yeah, you
0: heard it here first. <laughs> uh,
1: that Impossible Burger is gaining a lot of traction.
0: <clears throat> and the people eating, eating it are gaining a lot of weight because it's disgusting and they're fat pigs. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat that burger, you are probably garbage. I wouldn't touch I wouldn't talk to you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Burger King cooks it on the same grills as the normal
0: burgers. So how do you know that. That? how do you know that's true?
1: It's a Burger King's. I bet they have a
0: special fucking microwave that you I bet it's not <laughs> even <laughs> All that shit's microwave, man. Like those grill marks. come on on the shit you get (laughs) in the back when I used to work in uh, the fast food industry as a young man my first job was a line cook at uh, Nathan's famous restaurant I was 13 years old I tricked them into thinking I had cooked professionally for years (laughs) that story was BS (laughs) I just fucking it's not hard to grill hamburgers you know you flip once (laughs) Um, so I, I got in there and I learned a lot and what I learned is that chicken comes with grill marks on it although Nathan's does have a grill in the back uh, I mean, but that's dated information. Who knows how they're ruling now? Yeah. And this isn't a highway's name. Did you have
1: veggie burgers? No. No. no come come on. on. No one was vegetarian
0: yeah. in the '90s. No. This isn't California. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Do you feel like doing some voice work? Sure. So, if you recall our last podcast, and if you don't recall, take the time to check it out now. It's available wherever this one's available, most likely. It'd be weird if I put them on different things. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be kind of nutty. Uh, Elizabeth is practicing voices,
2: and, and you hate it
0: usually. But I decided I love it actually. And what we're doing is we're gonna use her mom's voice to just work to different dramatic, different dramatic things. And so today we're gonna be working on a script, and that script is Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> a screenplay by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm looking for the right scene. All right. Oh God. Man, oh, here we go. This is it. Okay, I just really want you to do this one line, Uh, but I'll set it up for you.
1: Yeah, tell us where we are in the in the story.
0: Interior warehouse day. Mr. Blonde and cop. Mr. Blonde closes the door after them. He then slowly turns his head towards the cop. Close up of cop's face. Mr. Blonde. Okay, so you do the Mr. Blonde stuff, and I'll say that cop line right there. Mm-hmm. And then he, the cop, has one little thing, and then here. And then we're going to go, we don't have the rights to steal wheels stuck in the middle with you, so we're going to cut when you walk away from the cop. Okay. So we're going to, okay, you just say this line, and then I have my big line.
2: Okay. Now, where were
1: we? Now. Your mom's voice. Yeah, we're yeah. are doing this now in, in character. Uh... She has a... Uh, okay. Now, where were we?
0: Here's my time to shine. <laughs> I told you, I don't know anything about any fucking setup. I've only been on the force eight months. Nobody tells me anything. I don't know anything. You can torture me if you want.
1: Thanks. Don't mind if I do.
0: Your boss even said there wasn't a setup.
1: Eh, first off, I don't have a boss. Are you clear about that? Yes. I'm supposed to slap you. <laughs> I asked you a question. Are you clear about that? Yes. Now i'm not going to bullshit you i don't really care about what you know don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna torture you for a while regardless now to get information but because torturing a cop amuses me there's nothing you can say i heard it all before there's nothing you can do except pray pray yes pay for a quick death which you ain't going to get
0: thank you that was magnificent. Oh,
1: let's see what's on K. Billy's Super Sounds of no, 70s that's what we're cu- weekend. We're cutting it.
0: it's okay. We don't have the rights okay. to steal her wheel. Like yeah. I said, you did a fabulous job. Thank and that you. concludes that segment. Your mom's voice is really growing on me. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes it was the material. I think when you have the right script, it works. I can hear your mom saying these things. Like Even though <laughs> that part wasn't written for her, it's true to her voice. Like, that yeah. reminds me of Christmas 2013.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, you know, my mom would, you know, torture.
0: She's a Mr. Blonde, you know, yeah. this is like, which Reservoir Dog are you? If she took that quiz <laughs> on Etsy or whatever, she'd be Mr.
2: Blonde. Uh, I'm like she, a Mr. She, Pink type, yeah. you know what I
0: mean? I'm I'm funny boy, I'm wily. All She's, Steve Buscemi-like. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get out with the bag.
1: <laughs> She'll torture you.
0: Look, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah.
1: She doesn't have a deep voice. Mm. As women go. A little bit, yeah. She doesn't have a high voice. It's not one of those fucking... No, 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 no. Those no. voices fuck she me has up. She a little deeper, yeah. Yeah,
0: she's putting inflection on it. She's yeah. talking with her throat.
1: Yeah, she's she's been here for many, many years, yet she has the most heavily accented voice I've heard for someone who's lived here for so many years.
0: Maybe it's a bit.
1: Yeah, maybe it's all a joke. Maybe <laughs> she's Andy, yeah, Andy Kaufmaning it.
0: <laughs> she committed, man. She likes yeah. it. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Do you want to breakfast, my daughter? (laughs) What the fuck accent's that, mom? We live in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking talk like that.
1: So you need to make up an accent next time you're going to talk
0: no i think only one mom. of us could really do an yeah. accent at a time so
1: no that that's fine
0: when i f- select a script for uh your mom i feel like i have to be the straight man okay but you know i can work on some voices in the future okay. i'm going to take a voiceover uh seminar to learn the art of uh well you say documentary potentially but i, I always thought of it as cartooning you know
1: yeah i could hear your voice being as part of a documentary <laughs>
0: It, like uh, yo, know, Michael Madsen does fucking a lot of documentaries. Speaking to Mister Blonde, did you yeah. know he? Yeah, like a, he's great at it. He's like one of my favorites He's
1: got a beautiful voice.
0: The wolves come out for winter. You know, like he, I can't really do it, but it, there's so much fucking road you, on that you know, voice.
1: I think when you do documentaries, you don't have to come in 100 percent sober. Like, he, I'm sure, you know. I think that is the
0: sound of sobriety on his voice. Like, he, when you wake up after fucking around. Oh,
1: after, sober-ish, yeah. you
0: know what I mean? Ish. I mean, who's more than California sober at any time, you know? Mm-hmm. But, and then uh, my personal favorite, uh, probably Thurston Moore, in terms of documentaries. Although, yeah. I didn't realize that was him at first.
1: Yeah, he was doing that documentary.
0: American Hardcore yeah. is a good example of a... A tight Thurston Moore documentary. But he voices, like, some random Discovery Channel type stuff. Yeah. You might be hearing him talk about glaciers or something. hmm You know.
1: He's got a beautiful voice.
0: Yeah, and the largest zine collection of anyone in America.
1: See? There we go. Pretty rad. hmm
0: He's tall as fuck. That's yeah. the thing about him that's kind of surprising. How tall is he? Like, Chris Novoselic, tall, like uh, six seven. Wow. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while when a rock star is, like, basketball height, you're like, good for you, man. <laughs> it probably isn't that hard to, like... Yeah. Uh,
1: like was the guitar is not
0: too big for no. your fingers, you know? Like
1: <laughs> Chris Novoselic, he was in uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? No, no, no. Nirvana. No. Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. S- someone... He's the
0: bassist of Nirvana.
1: Someone came back to. No, I oh, no, from... John Frushanti. He's that not that tall. One. Yeah. He
0: does dope for a long time. Speaking yeah. of people who had dope issues,
1: he came back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers this
0: week. I hope he's clean from doing dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah unless that's part of his process I like no. I'm really a big fan of Dave Navarro as a human I think he seems like a, when you realize how old he is it's amazing how old is he in like his late 50s get the fuck out of beautiful here beautiful boy what you know what no yeah, way he's like Heinz 57 and what? That's, what? yeah let's check it out let's double check Dave Navarro's age fact checking but, he's, uh,
1: uh, he's a vampire
0: him and that's Keanu true. Reeves yeah Definitely. I just think he's blessed with some good genes. Yeah, or Nicolas
1: Cage. He doesn't tan or like. Go out well, I mean, what
0: always amazes me is like the guys live in California, yeah, where the sun right. is strong. Right. So for your skin to just be so healthy, is yeah. like I always kind of
1: amazing. It.
0: Let's see. What? Fifty-two years old. What hey, the fuck? So I, I was making him a little yeah. fifty-two. He looks like goddamn Zorro. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean <laughs> he looks like he fucking rides up and saves the day he has the key to every town like it's amazing he's got beautiful cheeks his eyeliner game is on point yeah he has the devil's eyebrows he
3: does <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> but he, he has a like that's a bone structure to be envious of yeah. He has a goatee basically, and it doesn't look ridiculous. You know, you're a good looking guy if your goatee looks okay. Yeah. There's like eight men with goatees. Shout out to Wes Watson who look fucking cool.
1: Yeah, goatees are not. Uh, Most
0: people can't no. do it. You're a bad motherfucker no. if you can have a goatee that looks like rad on you.
1: His paternal grandparents were Mexican immigrants.
0: Nice, bro. That makes sense. He has that like beautiful, sun kissed skin.
1: Oh, he was a member of the marching band.
0: I mean how else do you fucking learn music yeah. That's the thing about rock stars Is there's like a little nerdiness in your past You know Trent Reznor was a big marching band guy really? Back in his like yeah. PA days That yeah, blew my mind And then he gets into like experimental music David
1: Lee Roth took music lessons Like guitar lessons How else guy? You, learned? Yeah. you don't yeah. learn
0: from like a hobo At a crossroads in real life that often and he was The devil routine. doesn't teach yeah. that many guys to play guitar
1: Only Robert Johnson <laughs> yeah. He was teaching that other guy too Ed, What's his name Van Halen, the other guy, too, the music teacher, and he connected the two. Oh, really? That's yeah. how that
0: worked? Yeah. Oh, I have two students that aren't really fitting in. They're not making friends very well. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking? I'm going to have them both stay after and I'll introduce them. Eddie, this is David. This yeah. Van Halen kid's <laughs> such a douche. Yeah. But this one's got so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 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 I'm doing kicks and shit. You want to come to my house? I'm going to yeah. jump. <gasps> Yo, oh, you ever know about cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just
1: naturally had that energy. No,
0: No, that now he now he does. Now
1: he does. He's high on life. He's
0: accessing those cocaine memories. Uh Like (laughs) once you have it, and once you have it, like you know what it is. Like before, you're like, ah, maybe it's like having two coffees, and it's like try two hundred and fifty (laughs) coffees. (laughs) You (laughs)
2: know, just
0: just pour it into your brain. Don't even. What if you injected coffee through your eye with a syringe? (laughs)
1: You did the uh, coffee enemas.
0: Oh, did he? People do that for real. That's like some celebrities know. get addicted that to. Up. That's fucked up. Rich people get so out of touch with reality; they lose their mind and they develop like weird bathroom habits, like straight up homeless people. Like mm-hmm. I put coffee in my asshole. Like that's a crazy yeah. thing to do. You don't do that. That's a newer like platform <laughs> thing. You hear someone say, "I put coffee in my asshole." Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm getting out of here. You know, don't sit in this train car. <laughs> I'm gonna end up in World Star if I keep <laughs> it up. <laughs> Why is no one wearing clothes over there? <laughs> So we got half hour left. We can go a couple ways. Those were I don't have any more setup bits. I just had the two for today. That's the story I felt like telling you.
1: Yeah, that was a good story.
0: It took a lot of remembering. I had to sit down and like remember earlier today. (laughs) Otherwise it would have been like, Oh wait, you know what happened? Oh wait, you know, oh oh and that. You know, I wanted to have like the fucking timeline not ridiculous.
1: No, I and I get it. It was an intricate story.
3: Yeah, there's a lot to take in there. I wasn't even in for it, but I caught yeah. a lot of it.
0: Oh man, if you if you listen on the replay, it's uh, it's the story of a guy doing mushrooms who then goes on to OD on heroin later on. But when we're on mushrooms, we like. We got to sneak pee uh-huh. you know? <laughs> not, I'm not a, like This podcast often talks about being real skeptical. You know what I mean? So I think this is like, for me, this is my spiritualism. Mm-hmm. This is like as close as I'll get to like a ghost story, you know? Because mm-hmm. like what really happened, I think that your subconscious Manifested is firing. Manifesting something, probably. You, well, also, I think you're just, you're perceiving so much stuff at such a fast rate that your brain doesn't understand what it's digesting, but you're getting more information than you realize you have. So you're drawing conclusions like, oh, this motherfucker's in withdrawal. But like you. You didn't – you know I mean? So, it
3: wasn't said like that. That yeah, was the yeah. subtext of it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like uh, – yeah, like life has little parentheses on the bottom or the screen. Like it's a French movie, but it's <laughs> like – captions you know, of like it. Like they're on a train, you know? <laughs> like interior day. <laughs> this kid's on heroin. <laughs> Man.
3: I turned into a plant last time. So that sounds like uh, way more is.
0: exciting. So, Well, I guess maybe not exciting, but <laughs> – You know what I mean? Seven grams makes sure something happens. You know what I mean? Like, you're really really shaking the universe up. (laughs) Yeah, dropping double dose ain't... That's not... (laughs) It it makes it a real extra experience. Like, that first eighth kicks in, you're like, all right, I get it. And then the second one kicks in, you're like, motherfucker. (laughs) Whoa, this isn't my body. Why are my teeth moving? (laughs) Why is everything so different? Why am I confused? Why am I made out of moving parts (laughs) yet? Yeah.
3: Oh my god, every bo- part of my body's a system, and they all work
0: together. I've been so negligent in not caring for the ground and air around me, you know what I mean? How did I not realize the profound beauty of the sun? <laughs> Nature, yeah, for like three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nature just becomes like so perfect, and you're like so ashamed that you didn't appreciate like the majestic beauty of nature's like harmony. And perfection. So, this is always, it was beautiful the whole time that these terrible things were happening. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that fucks it up. It's like, this is happening to me in almost like a blissful state you know and then it's like this is heavy as shit i'm glad i'm on all these drugs but then it gets like there's part of you that's like wait a minute when's if i never sober up and i have to like get through life thinking like this like how could i go to the dmv and renew my license if this is what i'm like this is what life is like yeah (laughs) just push shit at the lady and look away like you're ashamed she can look into your soul (laughs) you know she's gonna capture my essence Oh my god, with that picture box machine. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) This devil woman. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my shoes? I gotta get out of here. (laughs) So what do you got, Rinda? Anything else left?
1: Um well Okay. So I read the story and it was interesting. Um there's a story about a Mexican woman crossing the border. A fictional book came out this week about a Mexican woman crossing Someone the border. Someone had to
0: dig deep to be creative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was written by a... How the fuck did they think of that, man? It was written by a
1: white woman. See, like, Oprah recommended it. It was a great book, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. It was written by a white woman with an immigrant husband. And then when you dig further, like, her immigrant husband is an Irish guy. Like, so, oh, like, God damn him, it. Yeah, like,
2: so... Oh, you... <laughs>
1: All right. So, okay. A. Should she be writing and telling this story if it's not hers? You love fucking these minefields. B. Like, did she do some clever, you know, kind of twisting around here, like my immigrant husband, and like make her seem more, or like, oh yeah, I totally understand the immigrant experience. Can we start with B? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I like to start with B. I feel like yes, she was very misleading with the immigrant husband as, yeah. as he came from an EU country. Um and like
1: But he is an immigrant, technically. No, yeah, right? he immigrated yeah, to America, yeah, yeah.
0: cool, whatever, yeah. right? But like the process of doing that doesn't reflect necessarily. It's not a crossing the pro- a border. I mean internationally on a plane, probably. He maybe was he might have suffered, maybe he was on Ryanair. <laughs> He had a fucking stand in the back, holding a suitcase like a modern day Jack from Titanic. <laughs> did he swim here? Yeah. Did, he, <laughs> did he start sweating? You know, yeah. did he have the light? Did he have good lighting? Did he have the little air pushing on him in the fucking plane? Was I hope it's good. Would yeah. the seatbelt work? Yeah. <laughs> I was on Delta and my seatbelt didn't work, oh. and I knew I couldn't tell anybody because then we probably wouldn't have been able to fly away. Oh, so I took yeah. one for the team, man. I flew with a broken <laughs> seatbelt, and I knew if that shit went down, I would have probably got like more skinned knees and banged elbows than the next guy. You know? <laughs> There's no way a fucking seatbelt ever saves anyone in a plane crash. No. <laughs> I like, burst into a fucking flame ball in midair. Thank God I was wearing my seatbelt.
1: It is manipulative to say Yeah, no, that. it's
0: super manipulative and it's super shady. Yeah. She basically Rachel dolezal everybody. Yeah. But she, like, w- stepped a little short, you know? Like, er! <laughs> i'm not gonna go full yeah
1: i can't hear what she's doing and she's but it's a fictional story she's telling so is she not allowed to tell it like are you then then i mean I you think can about tell fantasy. any story you want yeah.
0: you're probably not going to tell it as well as someone who lived it she must have told it well enough because she's getting like you know notice from people like oprah but Accolades. then it becomes like I mean, the, there's like the Oprah book industry, and like, what does that promotion look like? Like, what is Oprah's relationship with these books?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like, who... did she get a kickback?
1: Yeah.
0: Who suggested it? How did it get into her hands? Why this book? Was it subject matter? I mean, this is a very topical. Oh yeah. Subject. It's very right now. That being said, though, like, uh, shit. I mean, I'll say, wasn't Uncle Tom's Cabin written by a white woman?
1: Harriet Beecher Stowe. Can we look, Can we look that up? That up?
0: Survey says,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, want, want. Yeah. yeah, Harriet Beecher Stowe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, 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 yep. Ta-da, Harriet Beecher Stowe.
1: Yeah, she was a uh, abolitionist. She was a Connecticut born
0: teacher. Can we see like a drawing of her perhaps? Yeah. Possibly. Oh, oh baby, yeah. there we uh, go. Yeah, she's Survey very says old and white. she is a Caucasian woman. She's from looked, Connecticut. From Connecticut, she looks like she knit the Confederate flag. <laughs> um, yeah. So did Harriet Beecher Stowe have the right to tell what is ostensibly a black story? I think why don't we ask that question because it precedes this question by a hundred some years. <laughs> it's very similar. In this case, she was the only one with the platform you
3: yeah. didn't have a platform to tell the story at all. So in True. this case, this is a slice of life, just like how uh, Huckleberry Finn by, what's his name? Mark Samuel Twain. Clemens. Oh, yeah, Mark Twain, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, it was a slice of life to represent, this is how life is right now. Yeah. Now, for this woman in particular, not... Oh, yeah, Ms. she probably Stone.
0: owns slaves. It's, like, it's like the Border wrote a book about border crossing. Yeah. She was right. like, you know, my slaves... Well, this is what they told me.
2: (laughs) This is the second-hand story. story.
0: Yeah. My mom said that. Her mom said.
1: (laughs) But you're right about that. She does have a platform. You are a white woman. But that's, yeah, at the end of the day. Maybe we need to go back in time and say that.
0: This is just me justifying all the books I have not read and am not going to read. Like, I have so many good excuses now. I can't read. It was written by a white woman. Sorry. I read The autobiography of Malcolm X, however. That's a great book. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah i wonder if you yeah, read
0: mexican stories about being yeah. mexican i mean it's not hard to there's learn. there's a lot of them if you want out to. there you can get like a dictionary and look every word up and yeah. like you can old school translate it for yourself to get
1: google translate just put it
0: in yeah, and just kind of like know they're gonna fuck up but like you know use your wits get the idea get the gist of it yeah. who really reads every word in a fucking book anyway like any book english majors yeah, oh, oh, a yeah, close read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a paper about this sentence in a poem.
1: I read fast.
0: I'm more of a forest than the trees, guys. I don't read anymore. Yeah. I used to read a lot. And then I was like, oh, all the reading's done. Oh, know? wow. Reddit's here. <laughs> Wild as ghouls out. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can look everything up in an instant. It'll be wrong in the answer, but it's an answer. <laughs> and sometimes books are long as fucking wrong in the end. You know, yeah. there's Dianetics. <laughs> <laughs> you can get to the end of it. Makes well, sense of it. Isn't
1: that a bestseller? Dianetics? Many times over. Many times, Many times over. over. It's the number one... Uh, I wonder if it has beaten the Bible in terms of sales. I
0: wonder... Okay, this will be... All
1: Bible versions.
0: I'm going to do... I'm going to return to our prison theme, which we haven't really spoke on much. And this will be interesting. I wonder when prisoners make armor for shiv warfare, are they more (laughs) likely to tape up using a Bible, or how many times has a Book of Mormon made it into prison-made armor for shiv warfare? Like, what's Only the percentage? Only in Utah. Only in Utah, in Only. Utah they're always taping up with you, Books of Mormon. <laughs> That's all they have. Why would you a regular Bible and Utah? Oh man, that might have. We gotta find out what's thicker because then we'll know who to bet on when like shit pops off in the prison. Like, does the Mormon if that Book of Mormon's not as thick as the Christian Bible? Or the Talmud? Or and then you have the Quran. So yeah. the Muslims. So whoever has the thicker holy book has the better armor. Yeah. So when shit pops off, I'm betting on the religion. <laughs> You know, with the so is that their
3: holy armor
0: right there? Yeah, you're. you're Oh, there you go. Mormons have it all, man. They planned. They plan for war. They're war ready. (laughs) You ready
2: for
0: war? I'm
3: ready for. Is the tale of American Jesus in the LDS book uh, that long?
0: I've never read it. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty long. I think I've seen it in a hotel. The Book of Mormon. Yeah, and it, it looks sizable. It's
3: not like a pool read. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just gonna fucking go through this. Oh wow, special underwear. If
0: yeah. a religion had a twelve page manual, that would be way more popular in America. Yeah. You know, like an I- IKEA Adobe. booklet of how to follow religion? It would be just as confusing, you know. Yeah. Like, these pegs all look the same. <laughs> Where am I screwing this cross? <laughs> Where the fuck do these stairs go? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You want me to confess what? You can also
0: make uh, jail weights out of books and magazines. So when you're not using them for armor. So like also the weight of the book will matter again because the people with the heavier religious books will have the bigger muscles. So they're going to be more ready for conflict. Theoretically, if their conditioning is right. That's the best thing about Wes Watson's videos to me. I mean, he's hilarious, which is something that I I think is really fun. But he has like such great stories about prison riots and stuff and like, uh, you know, what an exciting slice of life he's offering the world on YouTube. And his workout advice really checks out.
1: You know, a lot of times these uh, whole, like the prison stories, they kind of translate back to any kind of institutional setting. Right. There's always going to be some kind of there's always going to be someone who's trying to, you know.
0: These are common human yeah. tropes, human motivations, human yeah. characters that garner kind that of,
1: yeah, support. So I'm going to give you this if you go beat up this person.
0: I'm going to reward you yeah. for doing my bidding if you make it more general. Yeah. So, like, that's just basically what a job is. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a paycheck if you do some shit that's boring and nobody wants to do it.
1: Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And yeah. then I'll think about other things to do other things in the meantime. Boom,
0: and that's what jail's like. Like, I'll give you this extra protein because you're hungry. Yeah. If you go you do what I'm asking you to do, which could, you know, from what they're telling you, could be to drop something off or get in a fight or... You just got a keyster a phone, baby. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> It's all going up your butt, right? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the hard part of, uh, I guess, man also we gotta find out which, uh, which group has the largest assholes because they're gonna have the best contraband which demographic <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe they have some special like uh, you know special uh, <laughs> protocol that they follow in different gangs the caucasian
3: know. cavity that's what they call <laughs> it they like
0: alliteration those guys sneak in a lot of rubber gloves so they're just always stretching in the cell. <laughs> that's the non-glorious side of warfare we talked about this the
1: other day but i'm also curious about the person who becomes like the prison dentist
0: Oh yeah, like
1: You're like how do you become the prison doctor? Malpractice or dentist? lawsuits, yeah, <laughs>
0: malpractice lawsuits, and then like you work for a low rate, so the stable contract. You like you didn't fuck up enough to lose your license, but you fucked up enough to almost shot. lose your
3: license. Does your does prison have dentists? De- I feel like yeah. that's outsourced even. Is it? I mean, if you get something cuz like Oh, and- he's not
0: there all day. Yeah, but if no, you have no, like no. A, a dental yeah. emergency, they're going to hook you up with somebody there. Yes. Like if your tooth was like cracked in half or like something that could fuck you up bad, they're going to have to get you some emergency care. It's like well, how Well,
3: that's going to require surgery. I've had my t- I got Oh, yeah, good brown point. house kicked in the jaw and my tooth came out half of yeah. it. So I spit it out and then the next morning I spit the other half out. Ooh. But I was like, "Oh man, I might need stitches cuz I'm not I haven't stopped bleeding. Yeah, they just keep
0: yeah. going. Yeah. yeah,
3: so apparently what you need to do is you need to go to the dentist, ask him to suture it up and try and pull it out without getting shards and then they put you under to sew it back up and I was like, God damn. Wow. No thanks.
0: Not awesome, yeah. No. Cage fighting's not for me. Yeah, not wow. anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then how do you become the dentist of choice for prisons?
0: You charge the lowest rate to the state yeah. when they're contracting you in that process. The same thing as how you become the guy who supplies them with the expired meat. You know, Not you right. sell it for less money than the other expired meat sellers. <laughs> Is that a Swatch? Do you have a Swatch? No,
1: a Casio. Oh, my
0: God. You're looking oh, at he a, does. The Swatch <gasps> in the wild. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I got the 007. That's fucking wild. What was
1: it that does prison food?
0: Emma, Am-, 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 Ra-
1: Am something.
0: Amarac or whatever. Yeah. It's the one that does it for colleges a lot, too. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, private corporations that they subcontract out. Like, Cisco.
3: That, they do a lot of that, like, food and stuff.
0: Yeah, and then it's like there's municipal food. Oh,
1: Cisco Foods.
0: But there's a number of them. The thing a lot of people don't realize is that the people who provide jail food provide other institutions' food. Yeah. So the people who provide your college meal plan also provide inmate meal plans. Wow, this a lot is of such times.
1: a nice looking website. Very welcoming. I'm yeah,
0: sure Ooh. that they do. Yeah. Wow,
1: plant friendly, everyday essentials. Get a fresh perspective.
0: We're oh. looking at uh, meats and yeah. vegetables. It looks like Fresh Direct almost. Yeah. Like they're trying to entice us to eat a panini maybe you know but like what ooh, we got fresh tomatoes but in prison you're not getting that that from yeah. what i hear you're getting boxes of shit that went bad a little while ago but you know there's a bunch of good channels talking about prison so i would suggest uh-huh. west watson or 23 and yeah. one lockdown those guys really know what's up big Herc on youtube knows what's up those are my personal three favorites those are my recommendations of what i'm watching on youtube when i'm interested in hearing people talk about what they got Uh, up to imprison you know
1: they all got a set of chompers all their teeth
0: yeah, they all I'm got sorry, teeth. They that's had good what got dentistry. Yeah, like how did you how yeah. did you keep your teeth in prison? So you, yeah. I mean, you definitely have toothpaste in all hygienic products. That's what most people get from commissary, from what I hear. Like you're not
1: deodorant,
0: soaps. Yeah. The number one thing to get your first day in from the videos I've watched mm-hmm. is soap. So That makes them think that you knew what, like what's up. Like you've done time before, because mm-hmm. most new people are gonna like load up on snacks and shit, but that's, that's just gonna dumb. get taken from you. <laughs> so just get soap, and people will be like, "Yeah, he's probably done a little bit of time."
3: I got a person close to me who did some time, you know, but it was only in county. It wasn't the worst oh, thing nice. in the world. Uh, and what they would do is a lot of the guys would be like, yo, draw my girlfriend and I'll give you some shit.
0: Oh, nice.
3: And he was like, yeah, fuck
0: Definitely. yeah,
3: absolutely. I'm going to get that. <laughs> and then when someone who he knew was trying to start some trouble, that guy came and backed him up and was like, this is my homie. Oh, and he nice. was six foot nine. And my, the guy I know is like. Five foot six. It's
0: important to fit in. Yeah. (laughs) It's important to make friends in new environments. Yeah, it was real quick. Once
3: he did that, then everyone was like, yo, you draw nice titties.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's good to know because I am an awesome artist. And uh, I often draw like uh, pinup girls with like really large breasts. So (laughs) if you catch me on the inside, like uh, we no need to have troubles. (laughs) I'll draw you a sweet fucking tap, bro.
1: Yeah, be a... This is great. This is uh, an opportunity for you, an assignment. You can go into jail, <laughs> be an apprentice uh, tattoo artist. That's the
0: best way to get a tattoo apprenticeship without all the drama, dude. Yeah. Oh my. You don't got to hit nobody up on Instagram. No. Just fucking sell your mom's TV yeah. <laughs> and make her pissed off enough to call, <laughs> call the <Yeah>. sheriff.
1: <laughs> make your mom pissed off at you. Do enough. <laughs> make sure you get it.
0: Double park. <laughs> don't pay your tickets. When you get the jury summons, don't answer it. When the just, Do real bad boys. Yeah, real bad boy stuff. Jaywalk aggressively.
3: <laughs> when the warrant comes out, make sure you escape quickly. <laughs> when they're looking Resist.
0: For, keep making like Facebook and YouTube videos about how you don't respect the police. <laughs> oh, how this is all bullshit.
1: And make sure it's findable, <laughs> not private yeah. videos.
0: Title it stuff like Fuck Twelve, Fuck the Police, hashtag your name. <laughs>
3: Hashtag live from this location.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fuck with me. Hashtag come on find out. <laughs> Hashtag fuck around and find out.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a good way to get swatted. <laughs>
0: oh man, I'm afraid of YouTube videos. Like they'll swat you just if you don't they don't like you. Yeah. You know, uh, those H3 kids, like I don't know if you know you know h yeah, yeah, they got swatted. And it's like how would you say it's like the nicest like fucking family? I don't They're get how They're just two sweethearts, you know? <laughs> they post nothing that's like if that's challenging to you. You, like, what's up? You know? <laughs> they're like, they seem really friendly, really kind. <laughs> they have a child. Let's send the police to their house and just try to create a fucking terrible situation.
3: Yeah, let's send the SWAT team to their house and make she, sure that everything yeah. gets ruined
0: and nothing gets comped. You know, speaking of prison, too, by the way, like, uh, this swatting thing, like, yo, that's snitching. Yeah, you're fake snitching. But this you're is snitching. the
1: year of the rat.
0: If you're, fucking, oh, if someone shit. goes in for swatting people or doxing, as they call it. Their paperwork's going kind of reflect that they're a teller. You're telling. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're telling on some fake, you're telling. You're talking to authorities. So, like, if you're about that life and someone who's doxing or swatting ends up on your yard, I feel like you kind of have a moral obligation to put in that work. You heard it here first, Joe Get that caps. shovel ready. Get that shovel ready, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you keep it in your kitchen, right? Yeah. That's where I keep it. Keep it in the cell if you can. You don't want no witnesses. <laughs> no eyes or good eyes, right? <laughs> That was my favorite thing from Wes Watson videos. He has something called dry snitching. When like, if you look too much at some shit going on, you're kind of being a tattletale because you're bringing attention to what's happening just by looking. Uh, And it's like, that's true. I feel that I definitely get it. And when he points it out, it's like, what a good point. you know a lot of people don't instinctively know that but like mind your business at all times if
1: you're looking at something for a long period of time something's wrong there or something's different or or something yeah that's what I say someone's looking at some kind of abnormality of some sort
0: someone's not minding their own business you know look forward you're just you're being kind of suspect snitchy you're not handling yourself like a man you're being you're being suspect a little bit you know maybe you gotta get talking to yeah, but doxing, snitching. So ride on those boys. Just kidding. I'm not uh, telling you do no felonies. That's up to you. That's your morality. Uh, but I don't know. That's the way I kind of do see it. I yeah. would see the argument. Let's say if someone's like, well, they're they're a tattletale, you know, because they're in jail for trying to get the police to do something right. Man, I went in a dark direction. Yeah. Poof, let's pull out with something happy. What, do yeah. you guys I'm good?
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, something good, something positive. What about uh, more small talk? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my cousin, uh, this is small talk. Okay, I come up to you, right? And okay. then you're like, hey, recently my cousin went to jail and he's thinking about killing a chomo. Any advice?
1: Oh, oh. I'd say not to. But I'm not in prison, so I don't know. Should I borrow a
0: stamp? Yeah. I'll write to him. I'll tell him not to. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Do you think I should enclose a picture? You should. I'm going to draw him something nice. What about like, what would you suggest I draw for him?
1: picture of his family because he probably misses them yeah he'll never see them again
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's teasing from the outside
3: here's something you'll never get
0: (laughs) here's your wife holding another man's hand Uh, (laughs) that hand's I drew a gigantic hand it's hilariously big
1: it's not yeah it's not a photograph it's a picture I drew (laughs) I just traced
0: my turkey hand and then drew a a woman with a little tiny hand (laughs) and we're holding hands and because I'm fucking your wife you're never getting out (laughs) Oh, well, damn. They for, they, they <laughs> forgot about you.
1: <laughs> your family does not miss you.
0: So that's the best small. that was the best small talk scenario. That got the mm-hmm. most real world advice. If you are at a job and you don't know how to talk to your coworkers, go up to them and talk about a member of your family who's incarcerated. And, and if, how
1: they would deal with a child molester?
0: That's one scenario I can imagine. You can also be like, oh, um, uh, hey, my uncle's in the pen. He's being extorted by a gang. What should he do?
1: Um... Probably not given.
0: Thank you, Kai. Borrow a stamp. I'm going to write that to him and send it to him. Also, I have some money for his commissary. He mm-hmm. likes uh, large pills.
1: Uh, large pills.
0: <laughs> not in his cell with him. Not large men named William. I'm talking money. Cash money. Ch-ch-ch. Bang, bang. Well, that was fun. We had yeah, fun. Yeah, we had fun. We got five minutes. We can call it a little early. We can talk a little bit.
1: I really like that juvenile song
0: yeah juvenile's the man i (laughs) i wish we can play i would this it sucks that you can't just play music whenever you feel like it in the world like yeah i was like that's the internet is awesome because you can access everything but the internet's terrible because if you access anything they take you off the internet for accessing it in your material i want to hear 30 seconds of a song fuck you that's eight million dollars
1: well juvenile has taught me that to put people in their place i should just sun them
0: yeah, Darnell <laughs> Rawlings, it does it in every interview too, which I think is funny. But I think when you call another man, a grown man specifically, son, oh. yeah, you're, oh. you're being, a, you're just being so funny.
1: Yeah, what a are. what
0: a ballbuster.
1: So I was thinking about starting to do that to women, son, women son, I son. work with. Son, <laughs> I said, son yo, son, let me break it down for yeah. you real
0: quick.
3: I like to specifically refer to them as my son to let them know they're my seed. Yeah, that's son. that's how that's really the best
0: way. I think you just got to say it a lot of times real fast to make it confusing almost. You know? Son, son,
3: son. Are you checking out the son, son? Let me know what time it is. <laughs>
0: I I like, well, recently I've been re-listening to some old classics too And I I discovered, uh, rediscovered a Master P hit Where he really breaks down the specifics on how to cook crack cocaine And I'm talking the ratio Like, I've heard so many songs about cooking crack and all the fun you can have But in this one, he gives you a fraction Where he's like, one gram baking soda, seven grams cocaine (laughs)
3: He just gave you the golden
0: number. Yeah. Yeah. That's the golden ratio. Fibonacci didn't know shit. He ain't out on these corners. Oh, seven's an evil yeah. number. making this rock. Oh man, so he's a magnificent. You can learn so much wisdom from music. I often thought about that when I was in college. Like I read Aristotle, and I was like, "Dead pres is hell yeah. It's way more pragmatic, and it's also relevant. Relevant. And I feel like I got better information uh, and a better perspective on like you know handling real world problems. And Aristotle, like, his physics doesn't even check out. He's wrong about tons of shit, but people hold him in such high esteem because he just made it up before he had a microscope. Yeah. I make up everything I make, and I don't have a microscope either. Well,
1: Terrence Howard's <laughs> math does
0: add up. In his head? Yeah. I'm sure if he broke it down for you, you'd be like, oh, I get what you're saying, although you're just not getting how normal math works. You know, like, fucking. <laughs> but I'm no arithmetic guy. So as long as the cash adds up in multiples, I'm good. So we're signing off. That's the fi- uh, fourth episode of the Joe Sneakcast. Thank you for joining us. I think this was a fun one. Thanks. We told some stories. We played around. We fucked around a little bit. And we look forward to seeing you again next week when you tune into our next installment. Have Bye. a great one. Bye.